Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Rules of the Arena. Thank you for all sticking around with us as we navigate the COVID-19 quarantine and dealing with any audio quality or issues during these times. All of us at Blind Ninja Studios are doing our part to be responsible and reporting from our own homes via Zoom. And this week, we are back for a new installment of the Fireside Cat series. Joining me is Super Producer Casey. Yo. Ben. Hola. And international man of wonder and award-winning bartender, Justin. Jesus, that's a hell of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> and special guest host uh, guest host of No Story Left Behind, Japan travel expert, and also the uh, co-host of a few another show uh, from Blind Ninja Studios, Matt. Hello. Also dive bar bartender, so I'm, I'm learning yeah, stuff right. new tonight, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tonight, Justin's going to be guiding us, or at least attempting to teach us, uh, the four of us, how to impress our friends and family with a new skill of bartending. Justin, will you please just tell folks listening that don't know you and haven't listened to other episodes just a little bit about your bartending and mixology career? Um, I mean, I guess I'll lead in with, uh, you called me international man of wonder, but I've never left the country. Um, <laughs> that you know, you gotta, you gotta start, start fact checking, man. It's getting bad. You um, found out that you, uh, were in the Mediterranean earlier this year. So I don't know what you're talking about. You know, right, right, right hand. Goddamn. Can't talk red, right hand. I haven't even started drinking yet. Um, I guess a little about me. Um, so I've been in the industry itself with restaurants and bars, uh, about 16 years now started in kitchens, um, and then about seven years ago, roughly, uh, kind of made my transition into bartending in little, you know, dive and college bars, um, progressed my way further from Wisconsin into the Twin Cities, and then slowly began uh, developing interest in, like, uh, craft drinks and craft beer and distilling, um, and it just kind of bit me, and it's been just kind of a, you know, a roller coaster since then, you know, maneuvering into different bars that have wonderful programs, self-educating myself as best I can, um, it's fun, man. It's, it was a lot like being in a kitchen. You know, I wanted to be a chef for a lot of the years of my life and realized that the bar was where my home was. So I, you know, dug in hard, you know, and really started learning a bunch of shit. It was, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, there's nothing better than, uh, making something super tasty that will also get your friends really drunk. I've never done that to myself or Ben before. No, never. Not once. <clears throat> like the last uh, 10 years of my life. <laughs> I mean, we were getting drunk in college, too. Uh, for those listening who don't know us, uh, Ben and Gordon and I went to the same university and played rugby together and had a bunch of similar classes. So it's been just debauchery for over 10 years now. Um, it's uh, It's been fun. We've just gotten older, more creaky joints, and bigger beards. <laughs> All that's happening. I think bigger in general. Yeah, no, quarantine's not been nice to me. This shirt used to fit a little bit baggy. This isn't good. <laughs> I noticed that with most of my shirts. I'm like, oh, these got to go down a bit. <laughs> not worried about my uh, I've lost I'm weight in quarantine. Like, I, uh, I just don't want to have to buy a new wardrobe. Mm. You can come down yeah. and throw timbers at my place. Uh, you know, I got, I'm busy that day, but uh, I gotta, I'll let you know. <laughs> I just started running. From what? <laughs> <laughs> here. Like, oh, Mr. I lost weight. Man, man, man. You're running from commitment, sobriety. I mean, pick one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I mean, I've been running from sobriety since I can remember, which isn't very long. <laughs> since you can't remember. <laughs> um, well, fellas, I guess to kick this off, I would uh, love to, and I know Matt will know this one well, is a safety meeting, feed the kids, whatever you hey, want to call hey. it. Um, cheers, fellas. 
you know, Cheers. staying safe. And uh, I hope everybody listening at home is, you know, staying safe, you know, Didn't keeping away me. from people. God, you suck. I did tell you. Oh, come on, Benjamin. <laughs> uh, you didn't tell him he was soft serving. <laughs> oh, that's the name of a new cocktail. <laughs> what is uh, that? Chocolate ooh, chocolate oh. ice cream in Kahlua? I don't... <laughs> I, do, uh, I do ask, though, that when this is all over and things come back to normal, that you all still stay the hell away from me. Okay. Uh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm coming to visit Matt as soon as he's back behind the bar. Like, hey man, I I need a hams and an old crow like now. <laughs> okay, so did we say Matt said he's a dive bar bartender? But don't you bartend at Emma's? Yeah, yeah. the is biggest that, is dive. That a dive. Are we establishing Emma's as a dive bar? What is I think it? Emma's established Emma's as a Emma's. dive bar. Emma's is an Emma's. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of one of its. It's kind of its own thing. I did find an Emma's in Berlin in 2010. Yeah, that's sounds cool. awful. Cool. <laughs> oh, so it's but franchised. It's true. You can find an Emma's almost anywhere you go, and uh, it's pretty great. Never as good as the original, though. Well, that's probably true. I still got my uh, my Camp Emma's flannel in my closet. I busted on occasion when I go <laughs> nice. out to St. Paul. Like, where? All the hipsters like, where's that at? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd tell you, but it wouldn't be cool then. And they tell me their favorite album by a band that I've never heard of. And you punch them in the face. Then you'd be like, well, um, that sounds like Emma's. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what time um, of day you're there. <laughs> well, I mean, not really, because, I mean, I've had some of the old cats at, like, noon try and swing on me. It's been interesting. <laughs> I really like You look like me. You don't go in and, at before 4 p.m. <laughs> That was my favorite thing, uh, to ditch on work at like 2.30 and then just go and hang out at Emma's and watch the, the you know, the day drunk crowd filter out and then the evening crowd start to I roll mean, in. at that point, weren't you oh, the yeah, day drunk was... crowd? <clears throat> what? I said at that point, weren't you the day drunk crowd? No, because I was getting there afternoon. Oh, okay. They're like, what time does Emma's <laughs> open? <laughs> like, 9 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> Right, there's, the there, the best there's about five shifts throughout the day. Like the ones that come right away, they leave after like two beers, and the ones that come the next like hour later, and they stay for a couple beers. I don't know. Well, there's the coffee crowd the too. Of what they what happened <laughs> yesterday? Right. So it's like problem during class. Oh, you got an hour gap between class. Let's just walk down to Emma's and have Emma's. a beer before we go back to the studio. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. See, I always went to Mariachi Loco for my 12 p.m. World Cultures class. <laughs> nice. What are you doing, Justin? Are you He's like watering his cat. Yeah, no, he's uh the window that my iPad is set up in for the recording. Get down. Um is, is Smokey's favorite, favorite window. Mm. Yeah. Um I opened the patio door so he could like, go there, but he's more interested in like, hey, there's a thing there with a cord that I could stand in front of. <laughs> oh no he'll, he'll just plant himself and from like here to here it'll just be like fur <laughs> it's like you got kidnapped by a van in the 70s sounds like a good time <laughs> yeah well you know leprechauns man don't, don't oh, talk about boy. Casey like that hey what <laughs> we, ju- we just established the whole leprechauns are evil thing in the last episode I don't <laughs> Ben oh, was busy boy. at bingo, so he missed uh, you all. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, did, did, did you, you win did, this time? Did you get your 4 p.m. dinner today, Ben? 
No, they were all out of Salisbury steak. <laughs> sure, they can microwave you another one. <laughs> it's not the same, Gordon. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're able to stay up past your bedtime today, Ben, and join us. <laughs> I had two of the PBR uh, iced coffees, so dude, those are so. Those good. are legit good. Have you tried the new PBR uh, peach tea? No. no, it's actually really fucking good. I ate, I drank five of them and I was like, whoa, I dude, I don't know how I drank five of them. <laughs> Other than the uh, the coffee, the only thing I've had from them, get out of here, you. See, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Justin. <laughs> and this is how you uh, you, you get the egg whites out. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on camera? Come here. Mm, yes, pet the pussy. He's a baby. <laughs> um, no, they did the PBR hard or whatever. It's like the, like the seven oh, yes. percent one. Yeah, yep. those are pretty good too. But they, you could tell they like really cranked the booze up in them. They're they're sweeter. I don't know something about them. Yeah, I would agree. With sweet. The, when I was at Bonnaroo last year, PBR was like the main sponsor, I guess, of the entire Bonnaroo. So you could only get PBR throughout the whole festival. And there's one place you could get hards for the same price as a normal one. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm drinking hards uh, every day. Well, PBR, like, as a beer is a little bit sweeter. Um, like, you don't pick it up when you're drinking just PBR. If it's your first beer and you stick with it, like, throughout the day. But, like, I drink a fair amount of High Life because I, I like it. But compared, like, if I go from a High Life to PBR, it tastes sweet. And that's how it is if I switch to the High Life after PBR. <laughs> oh. What do you think? I think no? we should make our first drink. Yeah. I think we should do it. All right. So, um... First one we're leading off with is the only award-winning drink that I have. Uh, it is the one that oh oh Casey's. I think he's having a stroke. Do you uh, smell burnt toast? What? Yeah, no, I, I have to move over to my drink station. <laughs> um, what? Do you, oh, he's. Oh, sorry, you were setting up the other spot. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, excuse me. Um. Oh. This was from Woodford's field day competition. Um. What it was, it was a Midwest competition only. Seven states across the Midwest, and only seven people um, from each state were selected as, like, winners, if you will. I was one of the seven from Minnesota, um, and one of 42 in total. Um, so what that was is create an original drink uh, using one of Woodford's products. I initially used their straight malt whiskey, which is absolutely delicious, um, and I'm in no way, like, sponsored by them in any way. I just really like the stuff they make. Like, Woodford, Old Forester, I absolutely adore those bourbons. Um, so this drink is a combination of Woodford Reserve, uh, bourbon, uh, Aperol, Tattersall Sour Sugar Liqueur, lemon juice, orange bitters, and just a touch of simple syrup. And we actually, um, normally I would infuse the Aperol with rosemary first. Um, but in this case, since as you guys, most people know, rosemary is a very potent herb. Um, if you shake it in the tin you actually um, can express those oils out just by shaking it with the ice. <laughs> um, so are you guys ready to rock? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for this, you'll need something to shake in. Um, you could use a mason jar. You could use a shaker bottle. Um, I've got um, two-piece shaker tins. Um, that's what I like to use. Um, the reason being is that, like most bars <laughs> you'll see, will have, um, you know, say like a pint glass or shaker to go together. Um, most bars that do like craft cocktails won't use those because the glass holds heat and you'll end up over diluting your cocktail just a little bit. Um, whereas the metal keeps that temperature low while you're shaking. Um, so we're actually going to build this, um, in reverse of how most people would, we're going to go from the smallest ingredient to the largest. 
And the reason for that is if you happen to mess up along the way, it's a lot better to pitch a little bit of juice and simple syrup than a couple ounces of boots. Makes sense. Um, so what we're gonna start with is we're gonna start with our bitters. Um, you want orange bitters for this. Um, I grabbed Angostura. Um, normally I lean bitter cube. Um, really love their product as well. Um, I know Casey, you said you had Fee Brothers. Uh, yep, yep, Fee Brothers. Um, Fee Brothers is a little bit more of like, more like a deep kind of rich orange with the bitterness, a little bit more actual bitter. Um, Angostura. <laughs> yes, Matt. Um, whereas like Angostura and bitter cube are a little bit more bright and fresh. I, I lean those ways because I don't want the bitters to take over the drink. Oh, did you say I'm um, You know, you're, you're super bright, Ben. We all love you. <laughs> um, so you're going to take your thing there and you're going to give it two solid dashes. Just kind of a pop, pop. And we're doing this yeah, in the shaker? Directly in, into the into, cup? Into what, yep, into the shaker. Whatever you're shaking, Wes. Um, I like to uh, go a little bit heavy on my bitters. Um, if you're looking in the bottom of the tin, um, it's kind of hard to see. Um, maybe you can kind of see it in mine. Um, Wait, so you're telling me of, that I bought this whole four-ounce bottle for like a, a spit? Yes. Well, of, they, and uh, then every they, other cocktail you uh, want to make. They don't sell it in spits, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Back in his day. You could Back probably in my those, uh, those bitters things, you know, like Fuego for a hot sauce. They probably give you a little sample. Mm, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they have them. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so you want about like, so, you know, most of us are you know, fairly big hands. It's about like a fingernail's worth if you tilt it at a 45 degree angle on the bottom. That's about how much you want. Yeah, that works. So that'll work. Yep. I didn't think it was um, enough, so I put in four. I do like fine. orange, so I'm going to put oh, more. <laughs> it'll, it'll be good. Um, it's really going to open up the citrus in it. Um, <clears throat> next thing is if you've got like a bar spoon like I've got here. Um, I love these guys. They're great for the stirring. Um, otherwise, if you have like a teaspoon or something like that, um, I use my simple syrup, and this is a rich simple, so it's a two-to-one sugar-to-water ratio. Um, I'm going to do a bar spoon's worth. If it's a teaspoon, it's about a third of a teaspoon, if you can manage that. And all we're going to do with that is right in there as well. That drip off nice there. Oh, my God. So this spoon, that? I think, is actually pretty perfect, that St. George one. I thought that about the right size. Well for you. Um, the reason we do that is uh, it's not going to add any sweetness to the drink necessarily. Um, drinks that have um, liqueurs, especially things higher proof like Tattersall and um, citrus and stuff like that, if you don't have any kind of sugar content, it, it gets what we call it thin. Um, it'll taste almost like dry and thin on the palate. Um, just this little bit of fat added to it essentially is going to help it really change the texture of it and really open the drink up. Yep, Ben, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what view you've got, but I've got you guys on the grid, so this works out well. Um, next is going to be our lemon. We want uh, usually fresh squeezed lemon juice. Um, Ooh, we're going to have an issue with that. That was, that was the lime, though. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, so what are you guys using for measuring tools? I got a couple of jiggers. Squeezing a wedge. <laughs> <laughs> You had the jigger. All right, so you got a jigger. It's gonna it's gonna have to work for you, Matt. Um, for those of you, if you're listening at home live, um, you can use you know, say a shot glass that has you know measuring increments on it. Whether it be a small measuring cup that maybe has increments, you know, the glass Pyrex ones, um, or if you really want to break it down, you can do it in parts. Um, you could do like two parts, one part. So you can scale it up and down to however much you need. You can make a gallon of it or a cup of it. It would still work. Um, that's how a lot of people will batch drinks for larger scale and pre-bottle things. 
Um, so for the lemon, oops, one sec. There we go. Um, I'm using a two ounce and one ounce jigger. Um, I love these little guys. We're gonna do a half ounce of lemon. Oh, I have a half. Oh, ounce. perfect! I can do that. I have a half ounce jigger. Hell yeah! Um, and on the jiggers, a lot of these guys like mine. If you look on the inside, there's little rings, what? and it'll actually show you where it's at. Mine does not have little not rings. These mine cheap is a ones cheap from ones. Divine because I couldn't find one at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, please, right. please uh, tell me how salty you are about that. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Got bit in the back of my neck by something. It's all itchy. Um, I'll bite soft next time. No, you won't. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell Megan. Is she watching? Um, <laughs> you guys all set with your lemon? Oh, Matt's still rocking yeah. here. Oh, how are we looking, Poppy? <clears throat> one more. One more. So it's about That's three right. wedges. Just so you know. Yeah, you'll get about a about a half ounce, depending on the size of it, out of about a half a lemon. Um, in the meantime, this is a <laughs> lovely time uh, to take a whiskey break. Whiskey break! <clears throat> well, if you're going to twist my arm like that. Uh, so, Justin, uh, when, when you're dealing with lemons, you have the seeds in the lemon. How do you deal with that at the bar? Do you, do you like, squeeze it through a it sieve? It strained you- out. Um, a lot of places do it differently. I mean, like my current bar that I'm, I'm working for furloughed from right now, um, we do all fresh press juices. Like the daytime bartender, at least every day or every other day, is doing several quart containers of grapefruit, lemon, and lime. Um, we use them in all different drinks. Um, we have one of the large like base platform with this like juice presses where you actually have to like press it down. Oh, wow. Um, and then we will do that into the core container underneath. Um, then we have a fine strainer, like yay, like a tea strainer. Um, pour it through there, get all the pulp out of it, because obviously that's going to either clog up your spouts on your pour bottles, because we put it into liquor bottles with pour spouts, or it's going to make the drink all pulpy. Okay. I can pour um, this in my thing, right? Yeah, go ahead. Um, and then um, how, how long will, like, once, once you squeeze lemon juice, how long will that keep for? Like, if you're doing um, it for, like, a home bar. Not necessarily at your um, bar. So, I mean, it just depends. I mean, after about 48 hours, after being exposed to air, it'll start to oxidize. And it doesn't go bad. I, I would say you could probably get a week out of it easily. Okay. Um, I don't see any reason why you couldn't. Um, we don't do anything longer than 48 hours before we give it to the kitchen for them to, like, use in sauces and stuff like that. Because that's going to still give them the citrus and the acid they need. Whereas for us, that bright freshness starts to go away when it starts oxidizing. Um, so it just depends. I mean... I'm a weirdo about like food safety. Okay. Um, like if there's something in my fridge that I'm not a hundred percent sure on what it's from, I'm probably tossing it. Um, I've, I've had too many run-ins with food poisoning from like the college years where I'm like, Nope, not, not risking this, but I still have friends who will leave a jar of mayo open on a counter for a week and make a sandwich on Saturday. Gordon. I I wasn't meeting him, but yeah, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, whiskey break. I thought we just took. I mean, we'll take another one. All right. You got. You asked me a question. I couldn't drink it. So, um, before I go any further, as it is Mother's Day, oh, I only have two words to say. Hi, mom. (laughs) They uh. 
they jumped in. They got the grandkids. I'm, I, they should be watching, I believe. So if they're on there, hello. And uh, welcome to uh, this. Oh, wait, your mom's <laughs> watching? We'll keep her clean then, I guess. Jeez. Sorry, Thanks for the sorry warning. Sorry say so many bad words. It's okay. They're worse than I am. Where do you think I got it from? Did you guys hear that gosh and darn that were dropped earlier? Oh, man, we can't have that. <laughs> That's also fair. They said um, the so sticks. Well, at least they weren't watching the DOL. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would have been um, fucking so bad, we eh? Got, so far, we have our simple syrup, our bitters, our lemon. Next up is going to be our cherry liqueur. Um, I am a huge fan of Tattersall out of Minneapolis. They are a lovely, lovely group. Um, oh, I didn't know they're from they, Minneapolis. Yep, they're local. Um, they make an absolutely great selection of liqueurs, um, and they actually kind of paved their way on that before they started getting their spirits. So they started making these to supplement while their spirits were aging, and they absolutely killed it. Um, this is one of my favorites from them. It's their sour cherry. Um, it's going to have kind of the tart cherry. It's a little bit higher proof. It sits about 60 proof, 30% alcohol, so it's not going to be syrupy. Gordon, what are you holding? No, I think that's Luxardo, isn't it? Oh, we're gonna have to modify your recipe, bud. No, okay. Yeah, you should have. Uh, you should have let me know. I could. I could have guided you. That's okay though. Um, it'll just be different. It'll be special. It'll be for you. But <laughs> Justin, if you Gordon. don't have cherry liqueur or any cherries, is there anything that I can add? Um, not like really. Tang. Um. Just no, throw some tang in there, man. More <laughs> tang. The only one that found the powder also? I think no, so. No, that's what I found. Um, I didn't go. Um, I, I just had the, the squeeze bottle at home. You would. Um, I would. So in the sense of this, like, in the way it actually. All right, Ben, we're going to go off script with you a little bit here. We're going to try something. Okay. Um, so you infused your vodka, right? With berries? Yes. Do you have more of those berries? No. Dang. Oh, Ben, come grab some. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Go get them from Gordon. Half past the monkey's ass. <laughs> All right, well, so in the, in the case of that, like a lot of times flavors you can substitute in like a berry flavor or like a pomegranate, something along those lines. Um, in this case, it's not really going to work out that well, but it'll, we'll see how it tastes for you and you can kind of tell us what differences you'll see because yeah. I know Gordon's had this drink before. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ben, what other alcohols do you have in the house? Uh... Scotch and rum. That's not helpful. That's not going to work. <laughs> do you have like cranberry um, juice or something? No. <clears throat> I do not have a use cranberry eyes. juice. <laughs> you don't even have a UT. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I could go get of, I could go get a PBR coffee. That's not going to help us. Much. <laughs> It'll help you, but it won't help us. <laughs> Um, in the case of that, what you're going to want to do, if, for those of you that have the Tattersall, we're going to do three quarter ounces of that. So you're telling me I shouldn't put in my berry infused vodka? Um, unless Wait, you have more of it. How three quarters of an ounce? How much or? do I need? Yeah, what? Um, I mean, so for the next, the, the one we're going to use that in, you're going to need two ounces. So if you can toss in like a half ounce of that, it might work. Sure. Did you say a three quarter, three quarters of an ounce? Correct. Okay. And this you know, that's probably about there. My, I'm using Loon Liquor, or just, which is or just toss the berries in there. Uh, high school uh, classmates. Oh, nice. Wait, you, Loon Liquors is your one of your classmates? Yeah. Oh, both no, of them. You carry their uh, their coffee liqueur. It's super good. 
<clears throat> yeah, Mark Schiller and Simeon Rossi. I went, I graduated with him. Oh, awesome. Well, if you ever speak to them again, uh, tell them that I love their things, even though they don't know so, who I am. Uh, Justin. <laughs> a little sip for myself. Justin, uh, so Tattersall is kind of local to us. Um, for people who are listening who aren't from around here, do you know any other uh, liqueurs that might work? Like maybe more national brands? Um, so you're talking about just like something to substitute for that that might not be like a local company. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. Um, the only one that really comes to mind, because there's, I mean, you can throw, you know, a rock in a liquor store and piss off the owners. Um, <laughs> but you could hit, a, you know, a dozen different varieties of these flavors. Um, cherry hearing is one that I would really recommend. Um, it's going to have that kind of rich cherry without being that like Luxardo maraschino hit. Um, that's really the only one that comes to mind and that's a big national brand. So that shouldn't be hard to find. Um, what you're looking for in a lot of these is, you know, to kind of come back to Tattersall's thing, like just for comparison, think like triple sec, right? Your, your dive bar, like Matt will be able to test this triple sec on your rail. That is just sugar. Mr. Boston. Yep, just it sugar. is. A, it's it's pure, pure. It's just syrupy. Whereas like these companies that are doing it and like Cherry Hearing, Tattersall, stuff like that, they are going to be a little bit higher proof and a little bit thinner bodied, but they're going to have more of a real flavor. So you're not getting just a sugar bomb that overtakes your entire thing and makes it cloyingly sweet. Okay. Um. So at the end of the day, I mean, you could substitute in any you know, kind of flavor you want. Um, for me, I chose cherry in this one. If you want to tweak it at home, I'm not going to stop you from doing it because I don't know where you live and you shouldn't tell me. <laughs> um, but uh, just look for something that's not super sweet. I mean, you might be have some trial and error. Um, at the end of the day, like depending on where you're going, ask your liquor store people, you know, go do it. When the bars reopen, go ask a bartender. Like a lot of them are going to know what they like because most people that, you know, do this, we don't like sugary drinks. Um, I mean, there's a reason that, you know, most bartenders are drinking, you know, whiskey and, you know, strong beer. And that's because we, uh, we have to deal with the general public. Yeah. What, do you and do that too? If somebody would order like, I don't know, something and just be like, okay, garbage person, a long Island. There you go. Um, I mean, head, I used I to kind of do it. I mean, I, I, well, you don't I have realize to deal that. With that. You don't have to deal with that college crowd nearly as much as you once did. No, no. We still get a lot of people that'll come in and request, you know, hey, can you make me something? And and with me, like, like uh, Gordon's been served by me before and stuff like that. I don't think I've served for any of you guys. I don't have like an encyclopedia of drinks in my head. I actually carry a, like a notebook in my apron with me. And I've got like, it's working. I look out on my phone things. usually. Well, this is stuff that's like things that I've made or like a co-worker's oh, made yeah. that are super good yep, yep. versus just like traditional stuff. Cause I'll, if I'm slow enough, I'll grab somebody and be like, Hey, like, well, Hey, what do you think of this? Well, Hey, what do you like for flavors? I'll maybe come up with something for you. And that lets me try out new drinks or something like that. And if they like it, awesome. They're happy. I'm happy. I got to make something cool, but yeah, I don't miss the make it fruity, make it strong, but I don't want to taste the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to have a cocktail at, um, boomers when i worked there my first bartending gig ever uh that we called a piece of ass hey that that sounds like a boomer and i forget what was in it but it was one of the big like 20 ounce cups no it wasn't no and just remember i can't uh, not pat but the other one every time i'd fuck up the night before i'd come in and get handed a solo cup of something Are you, those right no, you, you, you worked there longer than me because uh 
I, yeah. yeah. Are you talking yeah. about Ground Zero? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, that's that's the real hip now, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but no, it was like something. It was like cranberry and like we should I'm finish sure this like cocktail so we can sip and talk. Oh yeah, we should sip and talk. Uh, enough, though, but before before we get too distracted here, Justin. Um, so Gordon is using Luxardo, which is a sweeter liqueur. Um, it's not going to be so much sweeter. It's a little bit more syrupy. Okay. Um, the consistency will be a little bit different. Um, Luxardo's maraschino liqueur is one of the most like classic, iconic cherry liqueurs on the market. Um, any any bartender anywhere, whether they've served it or not, usually will see that wicker wrapping and go, oh, shit. Um, it's super, super tasty. I personally am a big fan of it, but it's kind of like cilantro. Some um, people love it. You're either going to love it or you're going to taste like soap. And it's really easy to use too much. Yeah, I mean, like, so for, like, our recipe, we did three-quarter of an ounce of the uh, tattersall. Gordon, you're going to want to do, like, a quarter to a third. I'd say, like, a third of an ounce or close to a half uh, because that is such a strong flavor in the sense of, like, yeah. not, like, pungent, but it's just strong. It will overpower the drink. So go go easy on her. I'd say go, yes. like. I did a half. A I just bit. went because we talked about it before. Uh, when you know throughout the week and shit like that and that's the only one i could find so i wasn't aware that you had that throughout the week i sent a picture you I didn't get that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's the next step justin um next step is going to be our aperol Ooh. i have not had um, this liquor or um, Aperol is absolutely wonderful. Ooh. It's an Italian. There, it's considered an aperitivo, but it falls into the category of amaro. Um, mm. Amaro means bitter in Italian. Um, and if you think about how like bitters companies like Angostura has like all these crazy ingredients that's super heavily guarded, that's how a lot of these amaro companies are. There's hundreds of them, and there a lot of them are hundreds of years old. Um, Aperol initially actually got its color from I forget what type of insect it was, but they used to crush them. And that's what initially gave it its bright red color with some of these bugs. Are there bugs they in this? They don't do that anymore. Aww. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> they just use red dye number four. Yeah. Man. Um, I, don't, I was more I mean, excited about bugs than red dye um, number four. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, wait. Nope. Yellow what number six, red dye number 40. Ah, yeah. Does this compare that's, to like uh, Campari or something like that? That's 36 um, Whereas Campari is going to be super bitter. This is going to be more just like fruity but not sweet. It's not going to have as much okay. of a bitter note. So, I love Amaro. I love bitter liqueurs. So for me, this is almost sweet now. Um, but for like someone who's used to drinking just, you know, whatever, um, it's going to be a little bit bitter on the tongue, but you're going to pick up that fruit yeah. to it. If you guys want to try that, don't go for so it. So I've, I've heard I've heard the term Aperol Spritz. What is that? Um, Aperol Spritz is one of my absolute favorite cocktails because you can drink 40 of them and still not drive home. Um, <laughs> I, I don't recommend drinking that many. Um, an Aperol spritz is a combination of Aperol, soda water, and champagne, usually Prosecco. Oh, wow. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say champagne. Champagne and Prosecco are different. A sparkling let's, have a, let's have an outside door of that, Casey. An outside door day of that. I'm, I'm thinking that I'll, sounds uh, pretty I'll great. I'll shoot you my recipe, man. Um, you put them in a wine glass with some ice. Um, uh I can't remember the specs of it off my head in ounces. Oh, no, I can't. So it's one ounce of soda water, two ounces of Aperol, and, like, they say three ounces of, of sparkling, but you can kind of top it to taste however you glue it so you it's want like it. A, so and then you drop an orange wedge in there. So kind of like a, if you're doing it by parts, it'd be one, two, three of 
Like yeah, basically ratio. Yep. Okay. Yep, because I mean, like we do it in milliliters, because like thirty mils is one ounce, and we do thirty, sixty, ninety. Okay. Um, and it's weird now that I've like when I first started switching to milliliters, I couldn't get my brain to wrap around it, and now I can't not think that way. Well, I mean, it makes more sense. Communist numbers are way better. Because I, you know, I start looking at my cocktail recipes in here, and I'm trying to convert them for the show, and I'm like, oh, fifteen mils. Okay, that's half an ounce. But what the hell is twenty? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's half an ounce and then another eight, like eighth of an ounce, quarter of an ounce. Yeah, I, 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 hate, I hate our system. All right. How, um, many, how much of this do we need? All right. Uh, so three quarter ounce of that as well. Bloop, 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 bloop. Um, so it's like 25 mil, actually, right? Roughly. Fruity. This bottle's uh, gonna last me for fucking. I love Aperol. Um, This actually, if you were to say take like your bitters out of like an old fashioned, you could actually plug in like a little bit of that, and it'll change that profile, and it's super tasty. Really good for like summer. All right, so we got (laughs) Casey. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) I I like that. He just swigged off the bottle of Aperol. Hell yeah. Hey, we're at, we're at home. Ain't, there's there's no you know health inspector rolling through here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was his um, reaction to the swing, not that he did swing. <laughs> what do you think of it, Casey? I I really like it. it's very sweet up front, and then there's this really complex bitter flavor on the back end. Mm, fine. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure what they use, but one of the most common bittering agents in most Amaro is the same as uh, um, shit bitters. Okay, the Angostura, uh, which is gonna be gentian root. Ah. Um, tastes like dates. This is why we don't bring you places. <laughs> <laughs> between between you and your liquor taste, and Ben, and not you are you are Ben, and Gordon talking about you know foods he won't eat. I can't take anywhere. <laughs> um, and then, hey man, at least I dinner. separated my egg. Well, we're doing that live, so you're gonna do it again. I'm not. You are. Quit <laughs> <laughs> pressuring right. me, Justin Woodford. You, Woodford. Oh, whiskey. Yo, yo, Woodford. Um, you could have gotten any variety. Um, I mean, bourbon will work. Um, Gordon's got the double oak. Ben's got the original, it looks like. Yep. Uh, Matt, you're rocking some bullet, it looks like. Yep. Cool. Um, it's going to have a similar flavor profile. You're looking for that big oak and caramel. Um, the <laughs> bullet's going to be a little bit more spicy. Um, you're going to pick yep. that up. Um, but it's going to work well with the drink no matter what. I mean, that's the fun of this. We it's call what this I had later head. Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's why we're here. Um, we call it Mr. Potato Head in the industry. You're just plugging different pieces in. You know, it works like that. Uh, for this, we're gonna do two ounces. Hell yeah! Uh huh. As the uh, as the kids say, we're getting litty. <laughs> oh yeah, Justin. Ann says hello. Oh hello, Ann. I miss her. I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I miss, miss a lot of my uh, River Falls people from back in the day. I should definitely make a visit when things are uh, better. I'm thinking BNS right. Bar Crawl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, where are we at? I, I want some booze. All right, so the last step um, is rosemary. Okay. Um, normally, I would infuse this into the Aperol for a couple days beforehand. Uh, but as we talked about, it's kind of a potent, you know, herb. Uh, so you're going to take like 
I'm gonna take like one and a half. So like a good, a good healthy sprig. And I'm gonna do just a little bit more because I like mine a little bit more potent. Um, and you're just going to into your big part of your shake. The whole, the whole sprig, the whole thing, the whole damn thing. Should I bust it up at all? Or nope, you're gonna leave it just as she is because if you start breaking <laughs> it up, you're gonna have a lot of little flex that you're gonna have to deal with, and you might have that to deal with anyway. Mm. That's where the double straining comes in, but. God, not all of us have that stuff going on. Um, so what we go from here is we're going to want ice. Um, I like to, I've got a bunch of this, and we all washed our hands beforehand, right? Right, Ben? Yeah. Um, <laughs> nope. I've got two parts, so I like to just kind of roughly come close to filling that. So what, you know, five okay. to six decent-sized cubes. Okay. God, I wish I was closer so I could mute this if I needed to, because this is going to get loud. Man. Zoom doesn't How much? Yeah, Zoom. Well, so everybody's will be muted, but mine. So this will be fun. I'll try to back away from the thing. How how long are Fair we gonna enough. shake? Um, um, so the rule of it is is uh, you want to shake until the ice changes sound. And what I mean by that is you're you're trying to go end end. Oh, Matt's already on the road. He knows what he's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do you. I don't care. Um, you want to hit end to end really hard. And when it goes from kachunk to more like a, you hear it breaking up and it gets that lighter sound. It's about done. So basically, um, I'll get her kind of started here. And <laughs> should be good. This is great audio. <laughs> <laughs> it's an even better visual, Casey. Shake All right, So get that off there. Every glass. I'm using a coupe glass. You can use whatever the hell you want. Um, uh, ice in the glass or no? Get liquid to your face. So we aren't putting ice in the glass for this one. Nope. This is going to be a neat drink. Uh, double right. strained um, or single? I'm sorry. Uh, should I use my fine mesh strainer or no? You will. So um, if you have a fine strainer, awesome. If you don't, not a big deal. Most of us have drank muddled mojitos. Not the end of the world. Um, so grab me if you have a Hawthorne strainer, take your big strainer, take a fine strainer. This will keep the ice in. This is going to keep that rosemary particulate out. Yeah, I got a couple of goes. them in there. That's okay. They won't hurt you. You've eaten steak, haven't you? There we go. Oh, pardon me. There's a cat. Got my, my goose glass fits perfect for this thing. Yeah, there we go. Oh, wow. That looks, that's a beautiful color. It's, a, it's kind of a unique one. Like, I never expected it to come out that way when I was building it. Um, yep. For the last step here, grab one more small sprig of your rosemary. I need a knife of some sort here. I don't have one, that's okay. So break off about a two or three inch piece of your rosemary. Um, for those of you who are doing it in like a hoop glass, like I am, we're gonna rest it on the rim. For those of you using like an old fashioned glass, like I can see you guys doing. Just take the bad boy, bruise it a little bit, get those oils nice and out, and on the rim there, or just like stick it into the old fashioned. <laughs> that way, Casey, that. beat it like Yoji Money. <laughs> and there you have it. That is the Hendrix. Well, mine Zero. just fell in, but there we go. That's perfect. That's fine. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Damn. Oh, fuck hey, me that's sideways. Nice. That's really good. That's nice. <clears throat> it took me to Kentucky. It did me all right. <clears throat> you didn't say that when I took you to Kentucky. 
Kentucky, that was Minong. <laughs> you took it to Minong um, too? If you don't have something, I would recommend having a sink or a bucket or a bowl or something that's decent size nearby to dump. Um, for those of you that are like, listening at home, you can obviously move more freely. We're trying to keep in camera, so that's why we're doing it. I did that before we came on the show. We, we heard you. <laughs> um, you had your mic on. No, I'm kidding. Um, you did. Flex <laughs> <laughs> won't let me out of a balloon. Um, we're, we're, I swear to God, we're all professionals here, but that means we get paid for certain things. Maybe not this. Um, right. But what do you guys think? Give me some notes on this here. Like, kind of describe what you're talking about. Gordon, I'm especially interested in yours. It's because I think you made this right after or right before you went to Kentucky. I made it with uh, when it was Mike Congdon and I on the show. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you brought this down. This before. How is it yeah. different with the Luxardo? It's definitely a lot sweeter. And so of all the things that my grocery store around here is out of, it was the herb section was completely empty. So I'm missing the rosemary. And well, you that, didn't rosemary this one. No, I didn't, unfortunately. And that's, well, that's I mean, it's okay. No, yeah, it tastes fine. It's I don't have the rosemary either. Uh, between you didn't have the chair either. No, I think I even go down to like a, a quarter ounce of the Luxardo. How are you saying Luxardo? Yep, it's a it's potent like that. It only calls yeah. for a quarter ounce in most recipes. I love it. I'll go heavier. Um, ben, how did yours go? Uh, it's pretty good. I think I would have. Um, the only thing I'm not liking is I'm picking up on the vodka. Uh, I suppose yeah, you <laughs> sub that in. Um, that's yeah. gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a flavor difference because you go from like a corn based spirit to you know, that, that neutral grain, especially in like, that's the biggest thing. And we'll cover that right. in the next drink when I talk about bodies more. <clears throat> right. But um, it's definitely, other than that, like the, the rest of the flavors are fantastic. Um, Matt, what do you think? I wish I would have gone a little less on the Aperol. Uh, I'm getting a little bitter, too bitter in there, but I like it a lot. Did you, did you follow the three quarter on that or did you go heavier? A little bit heavier. I tried okay. it. I tried a sip of it, and I was like, "Ooh, this is good." And now that I put it in there, I'm like, okay. she uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she tends to act up a little bit on you. It's 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 not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a simple drink. Um, if you think about it at its core, it's got bitters, it's got a sugar agent, it's got a yeah. spirit. It's kind of an old fashioned meat to sour. Yeah. Um, and the reason we add that simple syrup in, like I talked about, is like if you didn't have that, this would be very like dry and thin on the palate. Um, yeah, this it didn't is, make it this sweeter. Is that's good. It's uh, yeah, I love this thing. Um, if you want to get really adventurous with it, uh, if you have like a little, like a torch lighter or something like that or whatever, Ooh. char your rosemary. There you go. That sounds really good. Um, stuff like that goes really well. Um, I've, I've only seen that done at one bar. Um, it's out in Vegas. It's in a bunch of shipping crates and stuff like that. I can't think of their name. Oak and Ivy. And it wasn't rosemary. I'm trying to think of the sprig that they put in, but it smelled like a Christmas tree. Um. Juniper, probably juniper. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was, no, it would have been, um, it wasn't a sprig, it was a little star, wasn't it? No, oh. it was a little sprig, about, I don't know, maybe Close? three, four feet long. I was thinking it started, but they stuck oh, it up in the center. What about like elderberry or something? I don't know. Yeah. And anything um, in the pine family will smell kind of like that Christmas tree thing. I've seen people that, you know, they'll make, um, like me, like out I'm in a fancy restaurant. Spruce. Dude, honestly, like, that, like I've been looking at playing with pine a lot in cocktails, like making like you know a, a spruce tea and then using that to make stuff. Just, uh, just, just don't make a a saute and you'll be okay. 
Fair enough. Oh, here. I actually found the picture. Uh, no, so Justin, this, I mean, like, drinking this, all I want is a steak in front of me right now. I think that would be perfect pairing with this. It would pair, it would pair really well. Um, one of the best things about this, too, is you can, you can take the infusion level to, like, any kind of level with it. And here's where I kind of get nerdy with it. And um, Ben's going to make fun of me because here it comes. Because it's Ben. Um, so the reason, like, infusing works so well in alcohol, if you think about making, like, tea um the heat acquired you know really helps that so if you took like cold water and then like boiling water put a tea bag in each one or loose tea obviously that hot tea is going to like steep faster um alcohol has a faster reaction than even hot water because it is um it has both water soluble and oil soluble molecule ends on it one's polar one's non-polar they love one loves water one loves oil so it can pull from both sides of that versus the water that's going to pull just from the water soluble um, and if you incorporate heat into it, it goes even faster because obviously that steps that up, but I don't recommend heating up high proof alcohol. Um, not, not a good thing especially don't put it in like a pressure cooker. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have to say this, but I've heard stories. Um, like Aperol is not going to be a big deal. Like you can make mold wine and crock pots. Like you can do all that. Um, shit. You can do infused Manhattans in the microwave. Like it's, it just depends on what you're looking to do. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun and you can infuse anything you think of. I mean, you can do simple syrups with citrus and juniper for your gin. You can do it with like, Casey said something earlier with like brown sugar and orange, you know, the kind of rule of thumb I tend to follow is if it's, you know, your color of your sugar should match the color of your liquor. Did, um, did we touch on play better together, but no one's stopping you. Like we're using, I'm using uh, just regular white <laughs> sugar, simple syrup for this and it tastes fine. Sorry, sorry to interrupt uh, real quick here. Did we touch on how to make simple syrup? We did not. Um, I mean, it's it's a, such a simple process, all puns intended. Um, all it's going to be is, is sugar and water. Um, traditionally, you'll see it as equal parts, one part to one part. Heat up your water till it's about a simmer. Don't want to really boil it. You risk caramelizing and burning the sugar. Um, like if you don't stir it a bunch and keep an eye on it. Um, I do in this one and the one we use just now is a two part. It's considered a rich, simple syrup that will have um, two parts water, excuse me, two parts sugar to one part water. Lends a more thick, viscous syrup, excuse me, with a lot of obviously more sweetness to it. It lets us use less of it to achieve the same result without diluting the cocktail as much. Um, so like if you put it in like your old fashioned, you're not diluting that whiskey as much. You're keeping that whiskey forward profile while achieving the same level of sweetness you want. Is there, is there a shelf life once you make your simple syrup? Um, keep it refrigerated at all times. Um, when you're not using it, um, usually the more sugar there is in it, the more fortified it is. So like when I make like vermouth for like my most recent competition that I'm waiting to hear back when we're rescheduled on, um, I made uh, my own vermouth. Um, and with that, if you fortify it, obviously with, with hard spirits, like you would, that keeps longer, but then I fortified it with sugar or no, no, no sugar in that. I'm thinking of a simple syrup. Yeah. You fortify with more sugar, it keeps longer. So like a two to one syrup will keep longer than a one to one. Um, I would say a one to one, I wouldn't try to run it past like a week, maybe a week and a half. Um, a two to one, I would say you could go two to three weeks. Um, it just depends on the environment you're keeping it in. Obviously, the colder, the better. But yeah, um, you guys have any other any other questions? No, but no. I'm about to start eating my simple sugar. 
I oh you're already done with that cocktail Jesus I'm like savoring this I I just sat down because I was like I should be back in my seating position. <laughs> That's fair. This is tasty. I, I like it, but yeah, I think go light, go lighter on the Zardo, and I think I might even go heavier on the bourbon. I like. Well, I mean, I've never met a situation in life where going heavier on the whiskey didn't kind of solve it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, that's that's kind of been how I've gotten through life, and I'm pretty sure that's how I haven't gotten coronavirus yet. <laughs> I just realized I can't you haven't left your apartment. I have two, twice, more than that. I've been a, I've loosened up a little bit on my on my lockdown a little bit now that I've <laughs> well, you did buy a bike. Place. Yeah, so I mean, like I did that and stuff like that, but I've loosened up a little bit. Like we, a uh, good friend of mine who's I think watching right now. If you're listening, hi Gage. Um, he, is, he was commenting on Smokey in the chat earlier. That yeah. sounds about right. He was also very, um, very entertained to see us all shake things. Yeah. Yes, that is. Yes. Um, so, like, he and I, he has his dog, um, and he's been locked down like I have. So, it's like, well, hey, man, let's, you know, go social distance, like, hike or go take your dog for a big walk around the lake or whatever. Just get out, you know, throw a couple beers in a backpack and go uh, go walk. He says I just doing that. Oh, oh, buddy! Here, he's he's trashed with a mustache right now. I guarantee it. So, um, so to I guess kind of keep this moving in a forward direction, because uh, we're an hour in with one cocktail. Uh, damn, damn! <laughs> no, we we're only at like forty-nine minutes. Yeah, uh, whatever you say. All right, well, let's knock this bad boy back and, you know, it's lunch, fellas. I, I demand that we get to at least the tangy. Oh, we're going for the long call because Casey's going to hate himself. <laughs> the tang one's the last one, so we're definitely getting Yeah, that no, one. that's <laughs> apparently the, the name of the game is to make the producer hate himself. <laughs> Dude, you've, you've met us. I know. <laughs> You're the one that schedules this shit. Well, no, I just kind of get yeah, drunk, Justin, and then you guys really coerce me into really doing good. things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a victim right. of circumstance, and you guys have met Gordon. You know that's true. That's, that's also fair. <laughs> I'm excited to go it's to like uh, your living uh, a train wreck. bar, restaurant, whatever you work at now. Yeah, where, where are you working at right yeah. now? Uh, well, not right um, now, but... I mean, yeah. Not now, not, but... Not, now it's not good. Um uh, I am currently furloughed from the Red Rabbit in St. Paul, okay. um, where the Wild Onion used to be on Grand Avenue. Uh, the oh, Red really? Space. Okay. Yep, it's uh, it's super fun. Um, so we are the same people as Red Cow. Have you heard of them? Yep. Um, so whereas Red Cow is like Burgers Beer American Fair, and they still have a lot of wine. The owners are super into wine, and I've honestly considered that a really good thing because I didn't know much about it. And going in, I've gotten a lot more education. Um, I came from beer bars and cocktail bars, so it's just like, oh, new thing. But yeah, we're all uh, more cocktail and wine focused, some beer. Um, and by some, I mean like 40 taps still. Uh, but it's all uh, all scratch Italian favorites, but done with kind of our twist on it. So it's not authentic Italian by any means, but it's really, really good. Wood-fired everything, oven pizzas. Um, our grill is, our char is wood-fired as well. It's super tasty. I'm actually craving that food right now really, really badly. Are they doing takeout at all during this? They sure are. They got curbside available. Um, if you're looking for recommendations, um, the shrimp garganelli pasta, the cavatelli pasta with our house-made fennel sausage, and the spicy salami pizzas. If you've not had them ever and you've never visited us, get all three. You won't hate me. 
<laughs> and if you do, you don't know his number. All right, so let's keep matter. moving. Gordon's back. All right, so number two. Oh, I got to uh, switch Gordon places asked again. me, what? Oh, Corey Casey's stroking out again. <laughs> yeah. um, Put in a request for a vodka drink because uh, I know mm-hmm. I don't like vodka straight where whiskey I can just drink all day long on the, out of the glass. And so this one, and there's a distillery near me that the you myself. Oh, yeah. I went to. Uh, Yeoman is dope. And, what was it called? Uh, it's Yeoman Perlick's Vodka, Distillery. but it's Perlick. There, I can't remember what Yeoman stands for. It's a title for some career choice or another. Um, they're S- sailing. Yeah, no, that's 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 a guy who sails. <laughs> so, yeah. And we had cocktails over there, and I liked all of them that I've had every time I visit, and Wanted to do something other than vodka sprite at home. Mm. A yeoman is a man holding and cultivating a small landed estate or a servant in a royal and noble household, ranking between a sergeant holding and a, a small groom. landed estate. Yeah, so that motherfucker right, with sales, the, uh, right? If I remember correctly, the owner was saying that that land has been in their family forever, so that's their small yeah. landed estate. That makes sense. <clears throat> um, also, a petty officer in the British Royal Navy. Damn right, a motherfucker who sails. <laughs> oh, I want you as my hype man. <laughs> hey man, I bought a boat. Damn right, a motherfucker who sails. <laughs> um, so, um, with that being said, I don't like vodka, at least New World vodka. Um, New World vodka is what you'll see most of the stuff on the market right now. Um, and I'm not meaning anything flavored, I mean just like vodka, like not raspberry, not orange, whatever. The big difference is like old world vodka that you'd find at places like uh, Moscow on the Hill and St. Paul. They used to showcase the ingredients like whiskey did. The whole goal was not to make the most neutral grain spirit you could put in anything, but to actually showcase what you made. Um, and that's what Yeoman has a lot of. So like, I, I love those guys. So if you can, if they somehow see this, you guys are doing great. Don't stop what you're doing. Um, is there a I, old world on the market that I could buy right now? Um, I'm not super familiar with a lot of them. Um, I've kind of shied away from vodka. I mean, most, most people that I know in, in the industry kind of keep the moniker of vodka pays the bills, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, there's one that you can find and it's kind of a flavored, but not exactly. Um, it's called Zubrowka. It's a Polish bisongrass vodka. Um, it's hard to find, but most liquor stores, if they have a decent vodka selection, will have just bisongrass vodka. And it's like bison grass is similar to lemongrass. So it's like a naturally like lightly citrusy vodka and it's really tasty. Hmm. Um, otherwise I tend to uh, go gin on everything I would use vodka for. Um, yeah. I adore gin. Um, I firmly believe it can do anything vodka can do, but better. And that includes bloodies it and all adds, that. Yeah. It adds such a cool taste. to A lot of things. I, I had my first uh, gin bloody Mary and it's fucking amazing. Oh, they're, they're delicious. Um, but uh, we've like, had this conversation about Bloody Marys that Justin thinks that I would like Bloody Marys with gin instead of vodka. It adds I, a whole other aspect to them, like another spice. Oh, it's great. It, the juniper and the spruce kind of cut the heaviness, but I'm also a firm believer that your bloodies know better than what your weakest mix is. That all depends, but that's a story for another time. Um, we're trying to keep moving, <laughs> obviously, as Casey said, because. You know, actually, you know, let's talk about Bloody Marys. God no, damn no, no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, kidding, 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 kidding. Um, so for like, Gordon, you've, I'm assuming you have Yeoman Vodka. Yep. Um, what did you guys pick up? 
Got a little bit of the Svedka. Wheat and barley vodka from Loon Liquors in Northfield. Mm-hmm. I have to, I'll have to try that one. Matt, what you got? Uh, whatever Casey had. Oh, yeah, oh, Svedka. Oh, um, oh, oh, did this, this is the uh, the berry infused? Yeah. Yep, yep. I just wanted to know what your base was. I was oh, yeah, 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 I yeah, went Svedka. New Amsterdam. Oh, New Amsterdam, yeah. Um, they're one of my favorite gins for, for cost. Um, both, actually, this is surprisingly good. It's crisp, it's clean, but it's not like super neutral. You still pick up the flavors you want, um, but not so much that I feel like I'm drinking like, you know, grain liquor, if you will. Makes sense. Um, so what I had these guys do for the magic of TV, you know, just like putting the, uh, making the, the bread and under Oh, hang on, let me grab it from under the, the table. Um, I had them take berries. So I said, use any berry you like. Go to Gordon's got strawberries. Yep. Um, I oh, use I blackberries, raspberries, and blueberries. Uh, Ooh, mine were frozen. Fancy. What's up? <clears throat> I said, you fancy. Well, I do smoothies with them, so I had a bag of frozen berries in the freezer. It's like, well, this works. Um, the nice thing is when you infuse it, you don't have to refrigerate it if you don't want. I do just to be on the safe side. Um, but I transferred all mine into this handy little, little thing. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to make a gimlet. Ooh. Um, what so is a gimlet? Sours and daiquiris are all essentially the same drink um, done with different juice and different spirit, but it's usually the same uh, ratio. I'm going to contradict myself later in the show. Don't mind me. Are you actually supposed to put a filbert in a gimlet? A filbert? I've what seen filberts in filbert? uh, like white Russians, but I've never heard that. Too. Somebody that comes down to Amazon insists that there's a filbert in there, and I was like, I don't, I don't think Who's so. Who's filbert? I'm guessing that there's an average age of like 80 there. Very racist, what my grandma calls it. (laughs) Fair. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that they're over the age of like 75. Yeah. Yeah. So for whatever reason, um, cocktails in like the older years, if you will, I don't know exactly when it started. I haven't really looked into it. They wanted filberts at fucking everything. <laughs> and all they are well, like little, little nuts is what they are, essentially. Yeah, and I, I think that's what a filbert is. I don't know. It's something like that. It's it's a type of nut. Um, and they don't serve any purpose. But they don't add flavor. I'm a firm believer that if your garnish is not adding something to the drink, it doesn't belong there. It's just a snack um, later on for that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that comes back to Bloody Marys, you know. Don't order a Bloody Mary at ten at night because the kitchen's closed and you want a snack. Just you know, order a pizza <laughs> like a normal person. Um, <laughs> or, but um, God, now so, I want a pizza. Now I want a Bloody know, Mary because I want a snack. You can do that. Um, so <laughs> basically, don't have um, a pizza. Well, you know. Well, if I, you order I one, I don't live in town. Justin, <laughs> you made that decision. You knew that came with consequences. Don't you start with me, Grandpa. All right. So there, there's a lot of salt I'm going on around right now. And things cost more, and you got voodoo cherry liqueur. So this. Right, no more derails. What are we doing right, here? This, yeah, this um, is gonna be a controversial opinion, but let's let Justin talk for a minute, huh? What? <laughs> That's a hard sell. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, my coworkers. Um. So like. Uh, gimlets, daiquiris, and sours are the same thing, essentially. A sour can be whatever, but it's usually lemon and sugar and spirits. Um, a daiquiri require, I cannot talk, requires rum and lime. Um, and then like a gimlet is going to be vodka and gin or lime. Um, you can mix and match um, spirit, not spirit, uh, citrus blends. You can do half lemon, half lime. doesn't matter. It's your show. Um, so we're going to grab uh, our shaker again. 
Um, if you gave a chance to get it a rinse or you had a second one, go for it. I happen to have two, so I went that route. Um, in this, uh, we are going to start with our simple syrup. Since it is rich, we're going to go a little bit lighter than most places you would see. We're going to go three quarter ounce. Casey, I'm, I'm following on the Twitch on my phone here just to see if I can speak uh, comments. All I can see is your comments. Uh, I can see other people's comments. What are you responding to with, yeah, it seemed like he needed the spotlight. Oh, that must have been about the cast. Oh, uh, oh, perfect. I was just going to request a view like this. Justin needed the spotlight for his teachings. Because I, I changed. Who said Yeah, so I pinned you, and then we're all small, so you're the main window. Who uh, who said that? Uh, Sanpu. Ah. Uh, Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, he used to, so uh, fun fact, Sanpu, my buddy Gage, uh, used to bartend with me at my previous bar. That's how we met. Um, and he's the guy that I sent these guys the video of me icing him, giving him his birthday present, <laughs> which was uh, some some beer, a bottle of whiskey, a bomber, and a cocktail book, because, you know, friends don't let friends get sober during isolation. Wait, people are sober during isolation? What? Well, he uh, he ran out of beer, and uh, you know, I was I was you know a friend in need. You're a, a friend fucking saint. But I brought him some. Is better. Yeah, well, I brought him whiskey and a bomber and all that. But um, here's where it gets fun. Uh, we got a lime juice. I Ooh. actually have lime juice this time. Lime juice. You you rascal! You. We're gonna do one ounce of that. But I want to do two. Then do um, two, man. It's your show. Don't, don't, don't do two. Don't do two. <laughs> don't, don't do two. <laughs> don't listen to me. Especially. Um, what was I going to say? No, Matt can attest to this as well while you guys are kind of pouring here. Uh, it feels really weird to be a long-term bartender making drinks number one seated and number two at a low surface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my nice rail here and... <laughs> um, I'm actually at the point right now if we continue to do shows like this and I'm potentially looking at opening up like a channel down the line where I like do this kind of stuff um, I'm probably going to like build myself like a small like four or five foot like wraparound bar top that I can like stand at while I record really? reach down for yeah I can't afford you Ben <laughs> nobody can afford Ben <laughs> like uh, i thought of you but i also can't afford you so justin uh this uh so talking about lime juice we had a conversation in the uh in the chat leading up to this show uh about rose's lime can we kind of touch on that for a second <laughs> god that's it that's to ruin the good name of the devil but that stuff is the devil um <laughs> Uh, so Rose's Lime came out. I don't even know when the hell it came out. If you guys want to dig research while I'm talking, go for it. Um, it is the equivalency of what every VFW you've ever been to uses to make a gimlet. And it was like equal parts spirit in that. Um, it is pure fucking sugar. Um, it is super, super sugary. Gordon's going to go get his bottle right now. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to call him out. Um, I tried not to. You guys saw that, right? I, yeah, nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. <laughs> Um, basically it's, it's the equivalency of like a pre-juice lime, but they added sugar because that way you can do essentially what we're doing without having to add the sugar yeah. in the, the lime, but it kind of comes out as like an anti-freeze Kool-Aid thing. Um, it gets really, really interesting. Um, I don't care for it, but I've been in bars that I've worked in where like, 
Like what we're making, I know how to do. I know how to make you a really good gimlet. I have had old men try to like threaten to fight me because I brought them their sissy drink because it didn't have roses lime in it. And I'm like, oh my god, no, here that. that's they swear they swear by that shit. I don't, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, my life policy has been drink what you like, don't be a dick. And that started working in a craft beer bar where I had a couple regulars who would like shame people that would order Bud Light. I don't care what you drink. I drink High Life. It doesn't matter. Drink what you like. Don't be a dick. It's a good way to yeah, live life. I kind of wanted, I wanted like uh, juniors always to have a little bit more of a selection of that kind of stuff because I like to have my crafty beer and then go to a lighter beer later on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, some, you know, that's it, what it's knowing for. your environment. You know, if you got the crowd for it, cool. But that's just, you know, I think it's a good way to look at life and it, and it works out well. Um, but if you specifically know that the bar you're in, if, say, if they carry Rose's line, but they make their gimlets this way, tell your bartender, have a conversation. Be like, hey, could you make it with this? And if we don't know how to recipe it that way, ask us or tell us if you know how to make it because we'll help. Um, Justin, does 1867 but, mean anything to you? Does what? 1867 mean anything to you? Is it the year Rose's Lime was made? I have no idea. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe that's it. Uh, it was just Who in chat. Who sent that? Uh, Gage. Yep, Gage. Yep. Oh, he must be looking it up. Okay, okay. So somebody looked it is up. Is that what you're... I can see your comments now, Gage, now that I'm logged in. So yeah, that's what that's what that is. Let us know. Because um, I've never looked it up. Um, which explains why it sucks. Um <laughs> But, um, so anyway, back to topic. We're doing this. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the next ingredient? Lime. Um, Rose's lime has its place if you want to use it. I don't care. Um, I'm a big fan of not using premixed anything and doing as much fresh stuff as I can. It kind of comes back to cooking. You get a better result. You have to put good in to get good out. It's kind of how it works. It's just like Ben making, you know, a table. If you pick the shitty piece of wood, it's not going to work. If you pick the shitty piece of wood, you fill it with epoxy, and then it works. <laughs> Well, You're right. You know, well, if you if you fill anything with enough alcohol, it's going to get you drunk. It just might not taste good. I was going to say it really depends on what the, your end goal is. Whiskey is the epoxy of my heart. It's fine. <laughs> 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 All right, we're uh, we're back to this. Title. <laughs> and we <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So we've got our simple syrup and our lime in there. Now time for the vodka. Oh, the uh, vodka. Two ounces of this. And the reason I chose to do like a berry vodka in this or something infused like that is uh, to kind of prove a point to Gordon. Because um, we talk about certain drinks, him and I, and Gordon's finicky. He'll tell you he's not. Uh, Gordon has no taste. Oh, that was a mistake. Oh, God. What did you do? Did you eat one? Yeah, I ate one. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gummy bears, Casey. <laughs> You're right. They're yeah, not. They're- <laughs> they aren't gonna retain any flavor. Those berries were white at that point. <laughs> <laughs> My tongue hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact for those of you at home: uh, when you eat the berries out of there, they've been completely filled with all of the overproof parts of the spirit uh-huh. because they replaced all the juice and sucrose in the berry. Uh, it's not like soaking gummy bears or skittles. Don't fucking eat them. <laughs> Oh, you Thanks can. for the warning. <laughs> so I got some apple pie uh, slices left over from about four years ago. That's going to be at a wrap-up show at the end of the year. 
I'm really oh, tempted yeah. to eat one of these. Is that everything? Do it. <laughs> uh, it's it a rush. Um, so for this, I'm going to use a small rocks glass, a little, yeah. little crystal glass. I'm doing a big round cube because I happen to have one. If you don't have one, I have one too. I was going to save it for that uh, the last one, I think. Oh, hey, Han, Han how, well, how much the, of this are we putting in the, the thing? The egg white one's going to be neat, so you can use it. No, not that. The uh, the bird, the old-fashioned one I was going to save it for. I mean, whatever you want to do. Do we, do um, we shake um, this on ice at all? We are going to. Don't add ice yet. I'm going to wait for Matt to come back. Um, general rule of thumb as far as building drinks, if you don't want them to get watery, uh, the reason we're adding all of our ingredients before our ice versus how you'd see it in like college bars is because the minute you start hitting this with alcohol, it's going to start melting. All right, everybody's in. Everything's in the tins. Oh, um, wait, hey, wait, hey, I, I, I missed how much vodka because I was eating a berry. Two ounces. Two ounces. Two ounces. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, I, I had a problem of my own making. <laughs> okay, so can I? How much? I think I put too much ice in the last time. How much ice should I be putting in this? Um, I mean, if you've got cubes like you know, yay, your your average size ones, do like five or six. Um, if they're smaller, go a little bit bigger. Um, basically, you want to have like roughly a handful. All right, and then we um, want you don't want them to melt before it gets cold enough. And then we want rocks in the glass, right? Yep, I'm doing a big cube, but rocks in the glass. Um, so this one, we're going to shake a little bit less than the other one. And the reason being is it's going to come out a little bit less diluted because it's going to go over ice. That way, it will go from slightly under diluted, hit that perfect point, and then slowly go as the, the ice melts. That's a really pretty pink. It really is. It's also the title of your sex tape. Oh, you guys are just going, going for it. All right. I didn't know what you were thinking right now. Casey, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and you make the show entertaining. Casey's putting on a show. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the vagina should be asking. Yeah, this one should be the pink vagina. Grab your Hawthorne strainer. You won't need to double strain this one. Or and if you don't have a strainer, just kind of tweak it out. Oops, I did. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's quite great. That's a beautiful looking drink, too. I don't think I infused well, it enough. It's not a... I don't know. It just depends what you infused it with. Yeah, Gordon's not going to have as much color because his are strawberries. They don't lend off as much, like, bright I flavor. Have, I have the same as Casey. And mine's, like, that color. Weird. Casey, what's yours look like? Ooh. I'm honestly Ooh. not entirely sure, Matt. Um, I, I follow I follow the instructions except for wow. the whole strawberry Ooh. eating. <laughs> not enough ice, maybe. Uh, that, that could be my my. Let me see yours, Casey. You're good. Who had the wrong color? Oh, I guess yeah. They're pretty close. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. yeah. It'll be it'll be fine. Um, here's the last part. What you do, and you can use the berries you infused if they have enough color. Um, I grabbed some more frozen ones of mine, and they're thawed now, which is perfect. I'm just going to take a couple, like, blackberries and raspberries and stuff and just drop them on the top. Uh, I'm not going to because those are way (laughs) over on the other side of the thing. Casey might eat another one. You did do a a good job at uh, whatever you call that, infusing it. Yeah, no, the infusion looks great. That's tasty. It does taste good. Are we going to use No, mine is definitely way thing? darker than everybody's. I don't think I sh- either didn't put enough ice in or didn't dilute it enough. 
And I'm kind yes, of okay with it. You're not using it to anything else tonight, right? Because it tastes like delicious fruit punch. How long did your... Uh, you told the vodka and stuff, or... Infused. Yeah, well, this 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 infusion is a lot yeah. darker than I, your guys's. I threw it out. There we go. It's in mine. Or at least um, this. It could uh, also have been. Um, it also could have been, you know, that, you know, he shook his longer, or you know, whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, um, I'm thinking the dilution the lighter is going to get. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so I did the. Uh, I went and just bought the frozen like berry medley. Uh, That's what I've got. Yep. That is God. That's good. This is very good. The reason I chose to go this way is um, Gordon and I have a lot of discussions about different liqueurs and stuff like that, especially with him requesting a vodka one because a lot of places make vodka drinks so damn sweet. And while this is sweet, it's not like cloyingly sweet. It's still balanced. The berries lend a natural sugar. You could even go lighter on the simple syrup if you wanted to. Well, yeah, and the simple syrup kind of brings out the berries too. It's uh, it's it's balanced. It's great. This in the summertime would be killer. So do you do you see a do you see a big difference when when you're doing drinks like this, use use natural infusions versus like the the big companies where they're using um, like extracts and stuff to make their infusions? You see a huge difference Um, in the drinks. I mean. Are you kind of referring to like so like you know, and, and say so, we we infused our vodka with like once once we're fresh now frozen berries versus like buying Stoli Raz? Is that kind of yeah, yep. At? Um, with those you'll see less of a flavor. The berries gonna be more prominent in this. If we made this drink with Stoli Raspberry, um, it would taste more like a traditional gimlet with just a slight hint. The berries wouldn't be as present. Okay. And it also depends on on how heavily you infuse, like. You could toss five or six blackberries or raspberries into a you know six or seven ounces of spirit and call it good. I went heavy because I really like that bold flavor. Yeah, I, it's all about I, how you do it. And I'm not a big vodka person. I I, I know we've talked. About, I don't think I've ever said on air, but my biggest grievance against vodka is just uh, the a next day I could have a glass and it feels like I was chewing on razor blades. The next day, b I've had brands. Um, in particular, Grey Goose, where it has this weird grainy after flavor that you're kind of for a while. Which that's is- where you're getting, yeah, you're getting more of that base ingredient in it. They didn't make it as neutral. And that's kind of where you come back to that new versus old. Yeah, and that's what I like about the, the Yeoman vodka is it doesn't have that weird grainy flavor to it, but... I'm, I'm going to make a lot more of these. I got a lot of vodka left. This is, this is, I'm, I'm basically just going to take the rest of my berries and infuse this bottle of vodka because vodka yeah, sucks, no. but this is delicious. If you didn't actually infuse the vodka, what would be the best route for this drink? Um, I mean, you could go the same way with it. I mean, if you got, like you said, good in to get good out. You could. Um, I would say you could do it that way, just how we shook, like, you could shake it in there if they're not frozen, like yeah. if they were fresh. You can shake them just like we did the rosemary. Um, depending on what it is, like, think about, like, cucumber and gin drinks, right? Yep. You don't need to infuse it. You give me a couple slices of it, toss them into a shaker, it tastes like cucumber. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to come through really strong. Um, there's really no limit to what you can do. The only thing for me is I'm a really big texture person. Yep. So that's why I, I invested, as soon as I started getting into cocktails, I invested in a fine strainer. I also really like tea, so it worked out well in that respect, but... Um, <laughs> It, uh, it, it really gets like, the pulp out of there because there's nothing worse than like being like, oh, this delicious like blackberry, lemonade, huckleberry thing. Like, There's a place in Hudson, 
I'm not going to name names. They made a drink there and it had like muddled blackberries in it. And I was like, this sounds amazing. And the flavor was good, but it felt like you were sucking up spider's eggs because all you were doing was slurping up blackberry seeds with a straw. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like your ideas, very fruit. <laughs> like your ideas there, but execute it properly. Think about every aspect of it beyond just flavor. You got to think about texture in it as well, because no one wants to feel like they're drinking sand. I accidentally so, drank all my drink. You you kind of gave us a, a, a heads up to infuse. You said you like to do it overnight. Yeah. Yep, I like to let them sit a little bit longer. Was it six hours you said was like the minimum? Um, I I mean, so here, I'll show you something here really fast. I think I put mine in at uh, about four o'clock. So I'm gonna grab this little cup here and this is this is a little off topic, but I'm gonna show you something. So I got my new Amsterdam vodka. I'm gonna toss a little bit in here and I'm gonna shoot it cause it's gonna be hilarious. By that, I mean, it's booze and I like it. <laughs> so I've got some of these berries that I've got left over still, and they're thawed at this point. They're starting to kind of leak a little bit, but I'm going to leave all that juice in there. That's that quick. Oh, sure. You can leave it in there for a couple hours and it'll be fine. Yeah, and um, I, I think it, it just depends the, on how long you want. Yeah, these sat for six, six and a half hours, maybe. And, they, well, and how much is left in there? Uh, quite a bit. Um, let it let it hang, man. Toss that in your fridge, oh, like yeah. that said, for a couple of days. It's not going to go bad because of the spirit, right? Where did we Where did we lose them to? Uh, I don't know. Probably pooping. But um, it's a I, ghost in Matt's house. I can see it. My mom requested that I come down and teach her or make cocktails for her next week as a belated Mother's Day gift. So yeah, do this one, dude. This, yeah. Tell her I say hi. I miss Connie. <laughs> Will do. Um, and then we go like this. Oh, sorry. Where are we? I went up for a smoke. No, you're you're good. Um, I was explaining to him because he was asking about how long to like let things infuse for. Oh, okay. So I took I took four four blueberries that had come from frozen and I thawed, tossed them in the cup and swirled it, and we're already at that color. Oh, in yeah. under like thirty seconds. Yeah, we're just about infusion times. Well, and that being said. Yeah, the same with our pepper vodka at Emma's or whatever. It needs at least like one day and you'll already start getting some of that heat. But I well, usually I pick like, up a lot of berry on that. I make Ooh. usually like eight bottles at a time. So once you start getting to those back ones, you got some you got some spicy stuff and people usually like those ones. See, I'm an odd duck. I don't like spicy cocktails. I don't either. But um, I like spicy food. I don't care for spicy, spicy cocktails. Do you have an um, opinion on, so I've seen a, at least one, maybe two brands of vodka that have started doing bacon-infused vodka for Bloody Marys in particular? Gross. I've never had them. Um, I've I've attempted to make it, like, in college because I was an idiot. <laughs> um, and I didn't know anything about it. This is before I was even, like, bartending. I was still cooking. And we took we cooked bacon, tossed it in a jar, covered it in vodka, and let it sit. Gross. Well, the idea is that you you shake the hell out of it and you put it in the freezer. And looking back on this, I understand the process now, and this goes back to, like, you know, the idea of infusing with alcohol. It's called fat washing. 
the fact that there's an, uh, an oil-soluble mm-hmm. molecular end on alcohol means that it can pull flavors from that. Like you could infuse it with butter. It wouldn't taste like silky like butter, but you get that like buttery, sweet savoriness. Same thing with bacon. The idea is you put it in like a mason jar, put your shit in there, shake the hell out of it, stick it in the freezer. Um, fat will rise and solidify into a fat cap because it's in the freezer. Liquor will stay low and not freeze because of the proof. Then you just scoop it off and eventually fine strain it a bunch, and then you've got an infused spirit. Um, there was a place in Minneapolis called Eat Street Social, I believe, that did a blue cheese-washed gin martini called Sailing the Seas of Cheese. I would like that, please. <laughs> and it sounds fucking amazing. It really fucking does. Um, there's like- places that do duck fat-washed old fashions. Like, it just depends. I don't really mess with fat washing too much. Um, I like to do more stuff with like herbs and berries and fruit and stuff, which is I think why I took this so naturally is because I spent so many years working with flavors and kitchens. I was like, oh, I don't need 40,000 burners. I just need this. Right. Well, and one of the more common fat wash things is like buttered rum, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wouldn't call that fat wash though. No? No, because like fat washing, the idea in that. But are- um, God damn it, Ben. <laughs> ben just sent to the group chat so fat washing isn't when we take a shower <laughs> no that's fat fondling it's different that's for the that's yeah, for long like shower 40 minute showers it's because he's throwing up <laughs> no but, right so, so so buttered rum like but that's one at a time one at a time one at a time sorry I can't hear anybody. Casey, what are you saying? All right, so so buttered rum, uh, like really good buttered rum. You you take the butter, you brown it, and then you put it in the rum, and you wait for that uh, like the milk solids to kind of float to the surface, and then you skim them off. But they've infused the rum with the flavor. Oh well, you you've definitely got a different way of making it than I've ever done it. I don't care much for those drinks in general. Like like hot buttered rum has never been a favorite of mine. Okay, maybe I should try it that way. Um, every place I've ever worked where they were like, Hey, here's a recipe for it. I was literally making like a hot drink and melting butter into it. So more like a Tom and Jerry than, than, uh, yeah. So that's, that's where my impression of it was. I've never done much research on it. Like I'm, I'm our resident cocktail guy by, by means, but like, obviously for anybody that knows me, I've got friends that make me look like an absolute beginner. Um, so that's something else to look into. So in that sense, yes, that would be fat washing. Okay. Because um, you're removing the fat from it after it's imbued those oil particles. Um, whereas, like, if you were melting butter into it or letting that, like, a pat of butter melt into the hot drink, not so much. Okay. So it's more of fat an Fat washing is super process. cool, though. Yeah. I've seen, what was the one? I forget who it was. They were doing it with foie gras. And I'm like, oh, God, that sounds expensive. Oh, but that sounds so good. Oh. I mean, I raised I did ducks, it at one I point. Can send you some livers. Wait, you have duck livers? That's fair. For... <laughs> I have I have ducks. I could take the livers out of them. Are they force fed ducks? Because if they're not, well, they we don't survive. want their livers. They are not force fed ducks, and probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one drink, and it's maybe one I'll bring back if we do a second episode because I think this could be a fun series to keep going. Gordon's like, yeah, do it, do it. Um, I had a drink that I made up, and I can't remember this. What's up? I enjoy learning, so this is this is fun for me. Uh, I enjoy uh, teaching, and I never thought I'd say that in my goddamn life. 
because um, I've taught. I was a TA in college, and I wanted to kill half of them. So, uh, um, I, and I, I don't mean to change. completely derail you here, but you are derailed by Gordon. Can we start the next rink while you're doing this? Yeah. Uh, yes. Chat? Yes, let's how about, do it. How about we shotgun through the recipe, and then we can kind of discuss the who, what, why, and about it. I was going to say, I find it weird that we're all going to try and make drinks with egg whites after we've been drinking all this. Salmonella. That was the point. That was the point. Salmonella is not a real thing. Salmonella. Also, no salmonella with pasteurized eggs. There, uh, there's no risk of that with the. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I'm using farm fresh eggs, so I might get salmonella. Remember the part where we said that I have ducks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, you're doing duck duck eggs. That's fucking awesome. That is so cool. That's gonna be rich as fuck. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of jealous. All right. Uh, so I got, I got free farm fresh eggs coming to me all the time, just like Casey does. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's even better. You know, it'll work. Like especially if they're fresh, you're fine. Like it'll be good. All right. So uh, we're at the build your own old fashioned. Um, wait. Oh wait, is that where we're at? I thought there was one more drink before that. Maybe not. I thought we were at the ratchet tang drink. First. Yeah, we're at the ratchet no, tang. Ratchet tang is last. It's oh. number three on the list that I have. <laughs> number three in the ingredient list. I told you when we started what direction we were going through. No, uh, we were listening. <laughs> we're students of Gordon. Do you not forget that? <laughs> I'm but a construct to you, mere mortals. Fuck. Um, God damn. Calm down. No. See, that's the problem. He skipped certain meds today to be able to drink. No, the problem is we're an hour and a half in and we're getting. <laughs> I just want right, to use my egg whites is all, I'm, so, is all I want to do. Um, you're, a mixing glass. you're gonna grab a mixing glass of some sort, something not your cocktail glass itself, something that's larger that you can stir in, preferably straight walled. Does a pitchfork oh, mug work? Uh, sure, yeah. From Pitchfork Brewing as, Company in Hudson, as long as Wisconsin. Big to get the stirring going. All right, sorry, I was just trying to. Um, do we're gonna start with uh, bitters again. Um, you can use um, orange or aromatic. I think I'm gonna do the oh, orange. God, I, I think the orange. Dude, do both. I almost the lost boat? my okay, Wait, I'll how many boat. dashes are we doing? So here's um so here's the thing. You're gonna do the same one as before. My ingredients. <laughs> um it's gonna be like, you know, a thumbnail size is what we want, right? Like we talked about before. Um the nice thing is is with this, I'm calling it your it's the BY old fashioned. Build your old fashioned. Um you can do brandy, you can do whiskey, you can do whatever bitters blend you like. Um I'm doing dash fires, uh aromatic ones that are similar to Angostura's, they're super tasty. And I'm going to do a little bit of orange ones as well because I love the citrus. So in that sense. You can't know how much uh, three milliliters would be to some dashes. Uh, wait. Um, no. you, want, you want about five milliliters. Oh, no. The, uh, Matt, if you're using the pipette, do yeah. just like an amount. Uh, do like two to five drops. No, because he's. I'm, no, he's, you want more than that. Pipettes in milliliters. And there's right, Matt, 20 here, some milliliters Matt. in an ounce or in, in something. There's there's 30 milliliters in an ounce. Um, so here's what you want. So take your cup, put it at a 45 degree angle. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much of either type of bitters you use, as long as you have that like fingernail size like we talked about before in the first drink. What if I have like an elephant? I like your first thing where you said how many three three milliliters. Well, it's gonna be bitter, but you, but it's gonna be good. What's up? I like your first saying. If it's three milliliters, how many dashes of bitters is that? Uh, three milliliters is going to be like one and a half dashes, depending on the oh, size perfect. of the. That's what I was looking for. So I'll do this of this, and then uh, one and a half of normal. 
There you go, bud. Um, but yeah, as long as it looks like a fingernail's base in the bottom when you turn it. So I'm going to go a couple dashes of orange. I'm going to do, I might just got a little pipette on it itself. So I'm going to go a little of that. More so orange. Yeah, I, I do That's love perfect. it. Too, so I put a little bit extra. The orange is really I'm, good. I'm, I'm a big fan of bitters in general. I've got a couple recipes to make them. And when they, uh, when I find the ingredients I eat, I'll bring you guys some bitters. Half normal. So uh, this is the build your own. So I can use my uh, my orange uh, simple syrup, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, go Hell for yeah. it. Um, oh, if you guys have all this stuff. You're about that. That's sitting over here still. Yep. Um, and so in this sense, um, remember how we did before where we measured that single like bar spoon of simple syrup in the first drink? Yep. yep. You want two of that. Oh, so you okay. basically want 10 mils. Or just shy of like a third ounce of simple syrup of the rich stuff. Ooh, I got a, I got a pipe bet. I can do ten mils easily. I'm kind of just. We need the simple syrup. Me, that's an amount. Uh, not right now, no. I mean, for well, so that, but that's beverages. if you're using the double for right? the last one, yes. So Matt, uh, we're like this, uh, this brown sugar one is just like a straight one to one. Uh, one cup water, one cup sugar, so it's not as <laughs> viscous. You're gonna do twenty mils in that sense. Yeah. Oh, you want to double that? That's, That's why fun. I do the rich stuff is because you need to use less of it. What's so funny, Gordon? Uh, just uh, I'm reading the chat here. <laughs> ben loves his ratchet tang. Is that is that your wife? That is my wife. Okay. Oh, hi, wife. <laughs> Hello, Ben's wife. That's super cool. Dead I'm, wife. I was honestly not sure that you were real. <laughs> well, I mean, no one's, no one's saying it's not Ben typing from a separate phone. Well, you should have seen the freaking hologram. Right uh, All right. So in this one, um, you're going to go bigger on your spirit. Hell yeah. So if you break it down into the way that we do, like, at my bar that I I love their recipe, they've actually got an award-winning old-fashioned. Um, it would be... You know that many that much bitters, ten mils of the uh, simple syrup, and then seventy-five mils of spirit, which is two and a half ounces. So we're gonna go a little bit heavier. Ooh, four ounces. Um, so you're saying I should pour freehand? I wouldn't recommend it. Just half a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Better make Making it three quarters. Eggnog. All right, I just got my simple syrups all in. What am I supposed to do now? Pour half, half a cup of right? whiskey yep. in there. Half a cup of brandy. <laughs> yeah, so the, so like Gordon loves his brandy. I'm a big whiskey person. I, I like brandy, but I like my whiskey. I'm not better. a true Wisconsinite. Whiskey. Well, you notice we didn't muddle any cherries in this. True. So how many ounces? Um, ounces. Two and a half. Okay. I did four. Um, I'm not going Woodford on this one. I like overproof spirits for the most part because you oh can always God, dilute them the more. You cannot. You can't add more sp like spice to it, if you will, more heat. And you can always take it away. So I'm going Old Granddad 100, which is a lovely bang for your buck bourbon. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, so I don't get this own for my family. I'm going with Christian Brothers Brandy. Yeah, well, Gordon, you can make better leaves. choices. <laughs> what was that, Jason? All right. I said you can make better choices. Uh, because it's okay. I'll bring a good brandy one day. Hey, some people like cheap beer. I like cheap brandy. It's fine. Uh, you know, no I, I, I think you're just cheap. 
I have a bottle of brandy that's been sitting uh, in my house since New Year's, and I don't know what to do with it because I don't. I'd like be brandy. more than happy to liberate that bottle of brandy for you. Uh, then, but then you'd have to come to my house during quarantine, and I don't feel good about that. Yeah, can't, well, can't is it going it. anywhere between now and when it lifts? Oh, probably not. I don't feel good about Gordon coming to my house without quarantine. <laughs> I was about to say that, but people kept talking. <laughs> I don't um, have so a choice. I'm going in a slightly bigger glass on this one. Um, I don't have um, big enough cubes to fill this, so I'm going. Thank you, bastard. Uh, I'm doing two of my big cubes that are kind of melted, just to give her a little bit of height to make it like you know a little bit more. Um, you can do as much ice or as little ice as you want. It just depends on how much you want there. Are we just stirring this then? We will be. Um, I'm just going to wait for everybody to get their ice in there first. Um, because for uh, how many of you have cocktail spoons? And because it looks like Casey, you might. I'm drinking cyanide tonight. I got a little swizzle stick. Out of way. And, and happiness. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> see what you did there. So, um, with this, um, now that we have it there, so I'm using a cocktail spoon, and it's a little bit harder to do with a traditional spoon. You're going to want to make it so it's as smooth as possible. Gordon's just doing it already. Are you seeing enough what YouTube videos? Yeah. Got to hear with that. Oh, so we know in advance Gordon is going to be bad because it's Gordon. Anyway, so now you can add your ice in. Um, the goal is to make it as smooth as possible without like splashing, obviously. So like four decent sized cubes, no matter how big your glass is. Uh, for like me, my spoon's got like a kind of a twisted knurl on it, so I, it'll actually spin with me. The outside of the bowl will remain in contact with my glass. So Ooh. for me, it's kind of a... You can tell I've done this once or twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually have... But I think I got it. Uh, it's actually really funny. So I'm left-handed. Uh, my left ring finger has pins in it from playing rugby. I, I broke the shit out of that finger. Is your spoon Crooked as all get out. spinning in there? Is your spoon actually spinning like this, or are you just stirring it? So my spoon is, like, as it is, there's a bowl. This is the back of the spoon. This is the inside. Yep. This is actually riding the outside of the glass the whole time. Let me see if I can get closer into it. So you aren't actually okay. spinning the spoon. You're just... The spoon, it's just spinning the outside of the glass. I get you. I get you. Okay. It glides um, pretty easily. Um... So I have pins in that finger, and I've got a scar on the top side. But when I stir cocktails, that spoon rests exactly above my cuticle where my pins are. I have developed a callus on the top of my finger from that. <laughs> it's a really weird thing to explain. I put too many bitters in, but it's still okay. Uh, yeah, then just strain her in. Don't drink quite yet. Oh, shit. Oops. I mean, it doesn't hurt anything, but we're not done. You guys are so boozy. Get your knife or vegetable peeler or whatever you got. Once you're done straining. Oh my gosh, this is a hundred and like two hundred milliliters of drink right here. Oops. Oh goodness. Whatever shall we do, comrade? All right. Gordon, what would you, would you oh you move I have well, my double is behind the computer. The cat finally settled down, that's good. He's probably sleeping. Um, vegetable peeler. I like the uh, the horizontal ones like this because you right. can get a good grip and go. I don't have my so, lighter on me. I have one that I've never used. I mean, it's not going to matter too much. The goal is to not get a bunch of the pith. You want as much of the rind as possible, but not the white pith because that's bitter. Okay. So what you do is you hold it um, upright. 
start at the top, put your thumb underneath if you like mine or however you want to do it, and just get a nice big strip off there. If you're using one of these, I find it easier to rock um, it back and forth to get a nice long strip. Whatever you got to do, mine is a pull type because it's uh, it's the horizontal versus the vertical setup, which is what I prefer. Um, so it depends on what you do. As long as you get a nice strip of orange peel, we're good to go. Okay. Cool. What you gonna do? Crank out here. Oh, into camera there. You can see it, right? Cool. Yep. Um, you're gonna take it. The hole like this. And you're gonna kind of like get a, a flow going with it and get ready. And all you're gonna do is squeeze that, and you're gonna watch that oil express over the top. Yeah. Um, and then all you're gonna do is take it, and this is a really important thing, especially if you ever, you know, like you said, this is your transition to bartending. When you place it in the glass, you will take it and you see how it's got that kind of like bow to it. Yep. Put it in there with the pith, the inside of the peel, facing the outside of the glass. Like this. Yeah. Wow. Do you know why you do that? Because it looks better. Because if you because if you do it the other way, it looks like a goddamn band-aid. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, Justin, we have a we have yes, a uh, a praise for you right now in the chat. Um, from MH Subs One. Justin, you have so much patience. I teach teenagers. And I don't think I could teach these, or I don't think I could handle these guys. For the record, that's my wife. <laughs> oh, Megan, you sweetheart, you. you give me too much credit. Um, if you look at it, we essentially do the same thing, except you educate them and I just get people drunk. Um, yeah, but we also start drunk, thing. and that's the worst. You have patience worst. for sober people. I have patience for drunks. <laughs> uh, so it takes a little bit of time. but Quick question Ooh, on the know. orange peel, Justin. Yes, at some bars where they'll, they'll take the peel and they kind of rub down the rim of the glass beforehand. What is that doing for the drink overall? So when you express the oil like you did there, you're, there's little tiny sacks all around the inside of that. Nicely done, Ben. You're good at rim jobs. Um, <laughs> um, what it's doing Only is you're, you. you're breaking those oils. You know, So if you think about the inside of like a citrus fruit, how it's all those individual little packets of juice inside the fruit. It's kind of like that in a way, but in the, the skin of it, and it's oil versus um, juice. When they're rubbing the edge of it after expressing, they're rubbing that oil all around the red rim of the glass. I don't personally do it because when you do that, you're overpowering it. You want it on the top and you want, it's aroma, it's adding that flavor. So the reason we do it, and so like hypothetical here, it's kind of hard to see. So we've got, obviously, my drink in my glass like this, right? When I present it to you, I'm going to present it with the peel closest to me like this. The reason being is because you're going to drink it like this when you get it, and it puts your nose right by those oils every time you take a sip and really engages that beyond the oils that are just on top. If you rub it on the rim of the glass, those oils are aromatic, but they're bitter. Yeah. So if you're over there in the glass, you're going to get that bitterness on that flavor, which is what you're trying to avoid with pith. People do it, you know, people are going to do it no matter what. It adds a lot more, like, of that big nose hit, but it doesn't add much for flavor outside of it. So, yeah, just, I mean, just taking a, taking a sniff off the top here, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of brandy and this a lot of citrus kind of carrying that as a bridge from glass to well, nose. It is the sweetness. This is, I'm actually, you know, I thought I liked the traditional Wisconsin old-fashioned, but this is... Nobody likes the traditional Wisconsin old fashioned. Shut your mouth. 
Casey, what are you no. from? Like South Dakota or something? Uh, I mean, I guess Casey officially, Bastard. yeah. But I live. In, I've been in Wisconsin long enough to realize that you guys have diluted yourselves. <clears throat> and enhanced, sir. <laughs> um, no, I prefer mine this way. Like the Wisconsin ones, I grew up on them. But for me, it was the idea: if I wanted a smoothie, I go to fucking Jamba Juice. <laughs> um, I just I don't like I said I'm a texture person. It's one of the reasons like I don't like mushrooms, well, you know, certain things like that. Um, for me, it was like I'm sucking up just pulp the whole time, and like crushed cherry and stuff like that. I have people that still request them. I actually had a cat at my bar like two weeks before the <laughs> shutdown. My server comes to my service wall and goes, "Hey, I have a bartender asking if you can make a Wisconsin old fashioned." And I just <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I'm can. Your, I'm your fucking guy. <laughs> so uh, um, I John, like because oh. I will go to a bar. Well, we're in a, uh, Orlando back in January for work, and it, there's ten thousand just of our employees in this hotel, and there's a few non-paint people in there. And we sat down. There's like this one bar that everybody crowds, and there's a quieter restaurant one. So we went there with a few friends to talk and there at the bar and go yeah can I get a brandy old-fashioned and from the far end of the bar this guy has be 50 plus feet away from me leans back and goes what part of Wisconsin are you from (laughs) and you were like Iowa (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) so we're like I mean we're we're on the internet we're we're in that YouTube space a lot of the YouTube uh, I guess for lack of a better term, mixologists, they will, they'll do the, the expressing of the oils, but they'll do it over a flame to get yeah. that, like that, that, like that flare on the glass. Is that a thing that happens that, that you do, or does that not do anything? Um, I've been known to do it. Um, it does, it's, it lends a very tasty result. So I'm trying to figure out a way to explain this without like, getting like up in the face of my camera so like 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 we said when you express and i wonder if i can pull this off of my my cell phone light um like we said there's little oils in all of these uh these things so i got my light here i wonder if i can make this work um are you gonna set it on fire uh, you uh, can kind of see a little bit yeah, a little bit um lighter lighter, lighter. orange lighter orange well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna get to that then. We're we're, we're we are gonna do that. Let's do this. Oh, okay, good. <clears throat> um, the idea is that that oil is flammable. Not flammable in the sense of like you can just light it on fire; it'll stay on fire. But it's it's, it's flammable and it's so fine that it'll ignite. Like you, you can breathe flesh. fire with cornstarch, um, which is a really fun trick until you have a mouthful of cornstarch. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but when you're doing that, so like the oils will ignite, but not all of them burn off. And what happens is you're, there's a little bit of sugar in those oils and you're caramelizing that sucrose as it hits. So what you're doing is you're, some burn off, but the most that don't are actually covering the top of that drink in caramelized and lightly smoky citrus oil. And it's super tasty, that sounds but it has delicious. to be used properly. Um, if you do, you know, do it on a drink that's really delicate, you're going to overpower it, just like smoking, you know, an herb like lighting rosemary or whatever it may be. So let's see if I can do this. When I do, if I'm going to do one that's going to be like ignited and not uh, like garnished with, I always go heavier, get more pith, because it lets you get a little bit more of that oil off the head. 
So in this case, I got my drink. Should I go up or down with it? Uh, Whichever one you think would be more impressive. <clears throat> well, you've met me. Nothing about me is impressive. <laughs> I mean, you got great tracts of land. And... Yeah, curse like a mountain road, Gordon. I say she's making you weird. <laughs> Tell your mom. Shut the hell up. Do it into your drink. Um, actually, give me one second here. I'm going to grab, I think I, yeah, I have matches really close here. They will actually work better than my, uh, than your lighter. Than my lighter, yeah. Yes. Casey, cue the Jeopardy music. Well, how, how, about, how about we just, we just have a chat. So when you guys go to a bar, what is your cocktail to order? Like, what's your go-to? Gordon. We'll Brandy old fashioned sweet, but garnished with olives and another piece of fruit. Well, Last right. for me. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Ben? <clears throat> Brandy Old Fashioned Sour. Okay, and Matt? Cocktail of choice? Yep. Uh, I got two. One would be the vodka soda splash of cran, or else uh, really? just a uh, bullet on the rocks with a can of ginger ale on the side. All right. I, uh, mine is usually old-fashioned, but now that I've learned that most bars have honey, it's been a Kanchanchara. Which is just mm, rum, and, what is rum, that? rum, lime, and honey. Making those for you that night. That was so much <laughs> fun. The proper way to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's it's rum, lime, and honey, and they're delicious. How hilarious was it when we got that ball of honey out? Oh yeah, that was so great. Everybody was drinking them then. I uh, I can't find my matches. I think I'm, I misplaced the one like book I left. So we're gonna do this this way. No. Yeah, yeah, we we saw that one. Yeah, a little, a little puff. Mm-hmm. That's not going. Why are you not lighting for me right now? Well, so, but this so, is how, this is how I ruined my first laptop. For the record. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so that's that's enough to like caramelize sugars on top of a drink. Well, I mean, there was oh, no real uh, flame. Like a flame will actually flare. Yeah. In the in the chat, uh, Gage or Sanpu, yeah, she's not running. He says his drink of choice is the Manhattan. So uh, Manhattan, I agree with him. I'm the same on that. So that is that's uh, rye whiskey and vermouth and bitters, right? Uh, yep, traditionally spirit vermouth and bitters. Uh, there's a big debate whether it was bourbon or rye initially. Okay. Um, and I don't really know the answer to it. I prefer. Well, I don't really have a preference. It depends on what you have available. I have rice that I love it, and I have bourbons that I love it. But, yeah, Manhattan's my go-to because you can make a really good one really easily, but a great one is fucking hard. And if, yeah, when it comes to, like, Manhattan's an old-fashioned, it's always, what would you like in it? Like, don't, I, think, I think we need that we need a match. These are not working. Gage, yeah. Gage, I'm with you. I, I like the rye better if I'm having match. I think the, the lower temperature flame might work better with the match. Um, I've done it because I carry this lighter daily when I bartend. Oh, okay. In my opinion, any good bartender should carry a lighter for their guests. And since it's a Zippo with a fucking be- like butane torch attachment, people tend to bring it back. <laughs> um, so we're gonna table that, but it will it'll flare. It'll look good. You can look it up on the internet. I found out what the um, terrible smell at my table has been. It's been this tang the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. You're sitting there with open here, tang. tang and simple syrup. It's tang. <laughs> so we're uh we're on to our last one here and uh ben this one's for you oh shit hang on i gotta move again um, Damn it. i will i will say though for the couple listeners that we have that i can see chatting and stuff like that and i don't know how many are actually in the thing uh Thank we have eight in. in the um, thing right now 
uh, you know, seriously, like these guys can attest that I get absolutely like on tangents hard, as you can see from watching this about spirits and cocktail and even the science of it, molecular level, all that. Um, I've, I've really give a shit about this. And so people tuning in to watch this fun stuff is cool for me. Plus I also like watching these guys go through the ringer. I can, I can attest that, uh, you have been this way for quite a while too. Yeah. This isn't a new thing. No, um, <laughs> you come in while the, uh, I learning the new next thing or whatever. I'm like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I honestly enjoy that. I was like, Oh, you've met Justin, right? And Matt was like, Oh yeah, I've served him drinks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. They're like, "Oh, Matt's gonna jump in," and I'm like, "Oh, isn't he a bartender?" Like, yeah. I'm like, "Cool, I'm not alone." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna down this, and this is gonna be really messy on us really quick. So let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this one to the side here because I want to continue sipping on this. Thing. Right, I, and I'm I'm kind of worried about this Tang flip that we're gonna about to do. So she ain't no flip though. She's a lady. <laughs> um. <laughs> so for those at home that don't know um so traditionally a lot of sours are made with egg white um what it does is it emulsifies and it acts as a binding agent and creates almost like a nitro beer head on the top of the of the drink um a flip is where you use an entire egg um they lend a little bit more of a savory note from the yolk and stuff as well both are really tasty um but if you think egg yolks are gross when the bars reopen please go try something with it um, you will not be disappointed. Your grandpa's grandpa was drinking them. You'll be fine. Well, the same with and, that, uh, what uh, amorous hours. Those are traditionally done with the yolk, right? Or not the yolk, the whites, right? Yep. Um, well, we build ours. We do um, an ounce and a half of amaretto, and then we'll actually throw it's like a three quarter ounce or something like that of bourbon in there as well. Wow. That's just to cool. cut, just to cut the sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for this, we need our shakers again. Uh, question. that is actually separated nicely in this bowl, but I'm going to break one just for you too. Oh, and if this one fails, then I'll just use that one. Yep, you're good to go. Um, so for those of you at home, and I'm Gordon, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit because I'm good at that. We have been planning this for a while, and Gordon <laughs> asked me after buying his roses lime, "Hey, what brand of egg whites do you recommend as a bartender?" I said whole eggs. <laughs> um, uh, for for many who aren't like, you know, Gordon Gordon's been around bars. He's been around me a long time. But a lot of people don't know. We treat a lot of things like kitchens do. Everything should be as fresh as possible. Um, you know, like liquid egg whites will work. Like I have them in my fridge. I cook with them. They're they're tasty. But in a drink, they smell like wet dog immediately because that's the egg oxidizing, which is actually Gordon why most places like started dog. That's also him oxidizing. Um, <laughs> because most places, like, you'll see, like, bitters designs on top of the egg foam. That's why they're there, is to mask that wet dog smell. That's where it started back in the day. It became more prominent when you had to start doing, you know, liquid egg whites as far as bars when they were trying to keep up with the continuing trends. So um, this is going to be off the cuff. I can build a whiskey sour with an egg white, like, like, from memory, from scratch, no problem, blindfolded. This is going to be interesting because instead of lemon juice, we're using tang. Wait, tangs are lemon juice? Yeah. Yes. Can yes. we just use lemon juice? <laughs> um, ben requested of me. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> what 
the wait, hold, what did I miss? I missed it. <laughs> well, you know, go pack, go. I didn't feel um, like bringing down any smaller than thirty-two ounces, so I was like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna send it." That's fair. Um, so on this, uh, have you me, actually tried this first yet? No. All right, you just thought of it, and there we go. This is the first yeah, no, thing on the podcast. Came up with a recipe and was like, you know, this would work in theory. But I figure, you know, one of these should be a damn surprise for me. Ooh. What's going to be interesting, though, because you aren't mixing your powder with water yet. You're going to put it in and that's going to mix with the egg white? Um, I think I'm going to do it with water first because okay. I'll lose okay. volume otherwise. Okay. Gage, you're wrong, um, but I respect you. Um, yeah, Gage, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, and shit. Tell Hang you on. <laughs> what did Gage say? I missed it. But yeah, so yeah, I got like that much. But with these drop things... So Ben, do you drink the drop um, things or what? What well, you guys are going to you guys are going to mix that with water? I'm so going to mix you, it with lime juice. Already? Do I drink this straight? No, I mean, do you mix drinks and drink tang already? Because I hate tang. I can't stand tang. I drink tang already. Yes. So how many drops do you need in like a, your normal twelve ounce glass of water or something? I I give it like four squeezes. Okay. All right, Matt, give it like a squeeze. Um, well, he's already got the stuff separated, but I would say like mix that with water for sure, for the sole reason we're gonna lose volume and like dilution otherwise. Mm. So how many? Um, so I'm use of tang is the other question because I don't know because I have the powder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like mine comes with mixing instructions. Like <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm gonna make that really fast because I forgot to do it earlier. Liquid. So All right, so Matt, I did I did a squeeze of tang and then an ounce of lime juice. Oh, why did you you added citrus to it? Uh, yeah, because I didn't trust just the tang on its own because it smelled super sweet. Well, that was the we were gonna balance her out, but all right, we'll do that. We're gonna we're gonna go, you know, call an audible here. Oh no no, um, that's fine. Just like like let me do my thing. That's fine. I can fuck mine up. Oh no, I'm intrigued now. That's the thing. We'll figure out. <laughs> um, what do we got? What are we doing? So, um. First thing is first, um, we are going to do um, the old handy handy bar spoon as we did before. Oh man, my entire basement smells like tang now. I know, welcome. I've been smelling this whole fucking time. <laughs> Cody tang? No, not the good kind. No, I meant the, the movie, the guy that beat your ass with the belt. All right, how many, <laughs> how much simple syrup, bud? Uh, we're going to go five mils, so the like. Equivalency of like a third of a teaspoon. This I is just going to keep us. Left, but this is what we're getting. Uh, and you'll be you'll be all right. Uh, about a third. Oh, you got that uh, that little spoon, like one of those. Just one of these. Okay. Yeah, like five mils is roughly it. Um, I'm gonna mix it with water really fast. I need to get that going. Because <laughs> I was initially gonna toss it in, and then I just thought better of it. Approximately yeah. how many liquid ounces <laughs> of tang do you think we need? A single squirt. Uh, we are, we're going to need about one ounce of tang. Okay, I put in three. He <laughs> probably would have done a lot better if he wasn't laying on the back on his back in the middle of the field for Gordon, so. this is not the time. Don't derail that. I'm engaging with our viewers. Yeah, but how great was that old fashioned, right, guys? Engage? <sighs> Any else? I drank about 10 ounces of water and put, a, I don't know, a 
two droplets full of that thing inside that, and it was really sweet. So, I mean, go go to taste. I mean, add more water because you don't you want it to taste like something you would drink, not like. Yeah. I'm just excited for the eggs. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I got some farm fresh eggs given to me by friends of the family. I'm excited. I also I have use, farm fresh eggs that I pre-separated because I wasn't sure how quickly we we're going to be mixing drinks. I pre-separated better as a Viking. That's pretty good. All right, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I pre-separated an egg that came from a duck this morning. Oh, uh, also, Justin. According to chat, you have a nice ass. I have a what? You have a nice ass. I'm gonna say. Oh, I know that. I got. I got someone to take it to damn bakery. <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm making sure that you know. That's right. my that's my job as producer. Oh wait, we're mixing it. Wait. Nope. Hold on. No, I'm stirring my tang. Calm down. Oh, okay, okay. Are we oh. doing our egg whites in the same glass we put the sample syrup? I don't have um, add nearly that much. So liquid. here's the deal. Shaker. Yeah. First things first. We got the simple in there, right? Yep. Yep. Hold on, I gotta dump that. There was residual from the uh, the gimlet in there. We got you the simple and the tang in there. Yeah. I'm like not seeing half the shit that's coming up on this damn chat. I'm watching it. All right, so uh, one ounce of your tang. This is gonna get tricky to kind of pour, so be uh, careful. Oh, hang on. I'll put some water in there. Use a shot glass. That solves that problem. Hell yeah. I'm just going to... I just had to get to something that wasn't that mug. All right. Oh, I spilled. That's all right. There's a cat around here somewhere. You know what? I'm going to try something out here. We got a little bit of tang in there. Oh, wait. What? I don't have any leftover tang. No, no, it's fine. I have here, a bunch of tang. You want some? I got, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> this nice Green Bay Packers mug. Uh, oh no, I just, I, uh, I poured some of this into this, and there was a little bit left, so I poured old Granddad on top. And I'm just gonna. Oh, okay. All right, all right. No, I'm good with that. Then we're good. How is it? Well, that's delicious. It's tang. It's yeah, what I, I want another shot of whiskey, Justin. You're doing it right over there. Justin's better than all of day. us. I don't have granddad, but I got to. All right, I'll go oh. get another shot of whiskey. Damn right you will, Matt. Rest your arm. Um, so I'm doing this one into a coupe glass again. This is going to be another neat drink. Hell yeah. Put that ice in there. Uh, Gage, Man. I have literally that entire powder thing. I'll split it with you because I'm not going to drink it. Apparently 99 is calling his name. Yeah, but he was born in, like, 97. <laughs> You're a child, Gage! A child! He uh, he actually just... He was the cat that just had his birthday. He just turned 25. Congrats, bud. I mean... It was a good birthday for I kind of want to call yeah, you an ass. Was... But... What's that? Congratulations on your birthday. Right, wait, I, had, uh, I just turned 31, and I'm sad. Oh, you're back now. Rock and roll. Okay, I didn't see you sit back down. So we got that. We got our half-on simple. Two ounces of whiskey. If we want to add into it, I'm using the old Granddad 100 again. I'm using mm. the Woodford. Rock and roll. It'll be too tasty either way. How many? Two and a half ounces, you said? Sorry. Uh, six two. ounces of Woodford. 
Gus. AC, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Two ounces. Two ounces? Two. Two, as in two times I have fought Gordon and two times he has lost. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, was it? Well, neither of us remember, so ergo tie. No, yeah, that's not I how that works. First, this means I was in better condition to wake up earlier. Now, Ice? All right. Um, so here's the, uh, the question. <clears throat> I'll leave it to you guys if you want to do it. Do you want to add anything else into it? This is kind of a surprise one. I've never made this myself. You could add crawl. You could add cherry. I'm going to stick with the purest. I'm going to just do my egg white and what I've got. I think the egg white. I like, like, Casey, you said you threw some lime juice. Yeah, I I put a little, well, so basically I mixed my lime or my tang juice with the lime. Just add a little bit of acid to it. Justin, would you recommend how many, how much you'd put in? Um, I would go lemon personally. Okay. You got some. Um, I would do like a quarter ounce. You know what? I'll jump on that bandwagon too, just because we're all doing it, and I want to be part well, of it. I got. Thing. I do have one more wedge of lemon here, so I might as well. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just screw. I'm gonna do just like five mils. Do that well, hang on. I might have some lemon too. I'm gonna add that to the lime. It's gonna be fine. Casey, that's gonna be so damn acidic. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you save this? So, because I wanted to watch Gordon funk with eggs. Um. So the reason you shake citrus. And the biggest thing is like that citrus or dairy or like, you know, something like that. You shake it because you're adding oxygen into the citrus. It oxidizes the peptides in it and it makes it actually more like a rounded, like smooth, easy drinking are citrus we doing, versus being sharp. Are we doing a dry um, shake with this or a wet we're gonna shake? We're going to shake. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a, um, well, you think. With the egg or without the egg? With, with the egg. So we're going to do a dry shake. So what that okay. means is you're going to do a shake with ice first. You're going to strain it into the other half of your tin or your shaker, whatever you have, or, or some vessel, like Ben, you have a protein shaker. So you're going to want to put this into a glass, like straight into a glass, get rid of what you're like ice chunks, and then put it back in the shaker. Oh, okay. Okay. I can do that. I can do that. So, all right. So here's the egg part. Here's the fun part. All right, guys. Do you guys know how to separate an egg? Ben's not doing it because he's an asshole. Wait, hang on. Are, are we shaking this and then doing the egg? Nope. Egg first. Before the ice? Egg's gotta go egg has to go in. Shit, I gotta get my ice out. Oh beautiful. It almost Don't add ice yet. my first little first little piece. Oh no. Oh shit. I mean some screwed uh, up. Sometimes even the professionals fuck up. My yolk is in there. Justin, do you know where egg yolks, egg whites actually came from? Why the fuck people decided this? Uh, because they foam up real nice. Like, it's it's the same thing with, like, meringues. Hey, I'm going to put this thing that came from a chicken in my food. Uh, well, that that one fucking broke, so I'm going to rebuild really fast from scratch here. You guys continue getting ready. All right, so so um, so the egg white goes in the drink, correct? Please tell yep, me egg white goes in. did great and you did terrible. Please tell me that. Um, well, you know, even a blind squirrel well, is well, right twice. Well, uh, I accidentally put two of them in there. So I doubled up my One egg white. Time. I'm just going to double up my drinks. I brought two eggs to my table for a reason. Like, I, it happens at the bar, too. Gordon, like, did, you know, your, did yours work? Gordon, does your, did yours work? Yeah, yeah, I actually did perfectly for... Okay. Uh, Gage, I'll have you know, <laughs> I brought you beer. I need more tang. There's the tang. All right. 
All right. I'm doubling. So, you need more tang already. Well, I'm doubling my recipe on an audible because I accidentally put two egg whites in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fire it up, man. You're going to make a big one. Hell yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, me rebuilding this really quickly. All right, so I have the whiskey. I have the tang. I have the little bit of lime juice that I used. What else goes in this? Simple syrup. Simple syrup. How much? Um, so the recipe would call for you're doubling, right? Oh uh, no, no, no. I, I well, I'm doubling after I already added everything. So I just need the recipe again. There's a third of an ounce, right? Um, what you so the recipe is like a ha- half, I think, or half. Or was a it half? Okay. Um, I have half written down. All right. Well, I'll just add um, an amount. And if it's not sweet enough, I'll just add more. You can always add sugar, right? So the next show we're going to do is we're going to get on Zoom. And we're going to have speed trials so you can build craft cocktails the fastest. Well, I just did another one. That sounds dangerous. Well, there's no, there's going to be no eggs involved in that one. I, I feel like there should no, be. No, there's absolutely eggs involved in that one. Uh, but <laughs> I, I feel like there should be set recipes where we can practice. Well, yeah, what you should do is, like, let some, somebody each picks a recipe and, like, throw it <laughs> on there, and then... Yeah, then not not a single one is going to be a Cuba Libre, Matt. I'm just sorry. Like, we're not going to have that. So, uh, so fun fact. Um, so, the Minnesota Gophers did a thing called Row the Boat, where it was, like, this whole cancer donation thing for, like, kids with cancer. And for they the Red Rabbit restaurants, we had the Row the Boat cocktail. It was an egg white whiskey sour. On special, on pamphlets the table for cancer kids. Do you understand how many egg white cocktails I would make in a shift? <laughs> for cancer kids? I literally like one? I literally looked at my beverage director and was like, I will fight you right now. <laughs> um, so I, I'm set to go now. Um, so what yep. we do is get our glass ready. Yep. Um, ice her, ice her up. I always put my ice into my opposite tin so I can pull the top. Two different things. Wait, oh, wait, hang on. I, I iced the glasses? All right, here's the deal. Hang on, I gotta get more ice. I know, we'll be okay. Um, ice is gonna be shaken with, so just like we were shaking the other drinks, get it in there, and you're gonna shake it. Don't start yet. Um, when you hear it start to break, go a little bit longer, and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna strain it into either the other side of your strainer, if you have one like mine's a two-part, you guys most don't have that, or strain it into a glass. Get rid of the ice. Okay. All right. Get it so, back in the shaker and shake it again. So wait, hang on. So oh, the yeah, I, the ice, ice is going into the shaker now. Yep. I have liquid in here. I have ice in here. They're not mixed yet. Okay. Okay. But 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 the so ice is go going into the shaker, and okay. we'll shake. And then when it's done shaking, strain it into a container that will hold it. Get rid of your ice and put the liquid back in your shaker. We're going to shake it again. Okay. And just, uh, I'll explain why. Yeah, that makes right, sense. Let's rock and roll. I fucking hate the shaker tin because it uh it doesn't seal well. Are we so double straining this or just single? What? 
Doubles or double or single? What do you strain. mean? To get nope, the ice out. Not just single strain into a container and like don't worry about like double straining yet. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Oh, that's very orange. I'm gonna rinse this tin out because I hate that other shaker. I need to get the rosemary out of here. And then put the uh, put the liquid back in the shaker, right? Yep, put the liquid back in the shaker with no ice. Sounds good. All right, I'm getting rid of this fucking thing because it is just garbage. I'm mad I bought it. Where the fuck? Where'd it go? Where is my Hawthorne strainer? And how long do you take this one? As long as he can. I'm sorry? How long do you shake this one? Um, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to take a second. I got to find this strainer. Where the hell did that go? Oh, I said it over here when I was grabbing that thing before. Oh, that's very cool. Good. All right, so uh, strain it into your... God damn it. And your strainer doesn't fit your shaker. This I feel like we're well. making mayo. <laughs> so strain that bad boy out. Yeah. This shake is going to go longer. Oh, Casey's already rocking. All right. Yeah, I, I was wondering. Casey's just like, yep, here we go. Whee! <laughs> um, so seal that bad boy in. How frothy shake does it. she need to be? Um, well, I let you go a long time because the longer you go, the better froth you get off that egg white. Sounds good. Oh, my hands are cold. I, hang on, I got gloves. <laughs> yeah. um, I'd like to point out that a not a real job just made a guy go get gloves because his hands were cold. For those of you listening that uh, gotta take don't care of his professional. fingers. <clears throat> I don't Switch care. Hands. Gloves are nice. It is cold. <laughs> God, I wish I had an IT job or my nice soft film. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, paint motherfucker. say, <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? The worst you get is creases on your fucking fingers from a paint hook. And I'm yeah, sorry, no, if your fucking shaker uh, isn't cold, showers. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Oh, so oh, good. All right. Here's the most satisfying thing in the world with a double tin is that pop. Uh, I don't have that. I do not have one of those. I know, but it's satisfying because you have to like crack it with your thumb. So, <laughs> oops, I'm going to put this uh, back on the spot. That too. looks like an orange Julius. I would like to keep shaking, please. That's keep shaking. awesome. I'm going to stop so, now because I would like um, to drink it now. I'm doing this a little bit differently. Like, Matt doesn't have a double strainer. Um, I don't think Ben does either. So, I've got my Hawthorne strainer, which is your traditional, like, over the top, and I have a tea strainer. So what I'm doing is I'm pouring through that into the glass. And what that does is aerates it on the way through. Oh, that's oh, a lot God. more than I was anticipating. I can't believe how mine fits so perfectly in the glass. That's good measurement. Okay. I made two. Oh, I made one and a half. It smells really good. <laughs> I made time. I, made that's for sure. I got oh, very Justin, The foam, do you want the foam on your glass? Yeah, you want it's gonna foam be like right to the level, and I'll yeah. let it hang out for a second. Don't start sipping it yet. No, no, no. I was just because my well, maybe it's because my the strainer is too fine. All the foam is sitting in there. 
Um, that'll be some of it. You'll be fine. It'll settle. So watch that drink and watch that head form on the top. You'll see it start to separate. Yeah, Ben's at her. Mine's getting mine's getting close. Mine's a little bit lighter than your guys's. This is what you want, ideally. I yep. just I like right now. So I have here's a, here's the fun part. Just a shit ton um, of foam. I'm gonna add bitters to mine. Ooh, that's an option. What are you adding? It sure is. I'm adding bitters. I'm gonna do the orange. And ones. what I'm doing is I'm taking so like Matt's got a pipette and Matt's gone. Um, I'm listening. What you can do is you take like a dropper or a small spoon or something where you can like add drops of bitters and you can make designs with it. But I need really quickly. All right. So Sanpu yes. says I need to work on my kitchen hands. Well, I don't work in a kitchen, so not my problem. Yeah, no, he's an IT guy. Like that's he. I've been out of the kitchen for like eight years. I don't have hot hands either, <laughs> but I have cold hands. Uh, and then he says his worst nightmare. Two shots ordered during happy hour rush, and he only makes one and a half. Yeah, that's a nightmare and a half. So I don't have any toothpicks here or skewers, so I'm using a butter knife. So what I'm going to do is, oh, I forgot what to show this. Bitters, right? Yep. yep. Um, I'm going to give you guys an option here. Do I make a heart, like a star thing, or do I just do like the traditional one-liner you see in most cocktail bars? Uh, star thing. Sure. Because it seems like the hardest one. to make it work for it. All right. I'm. I, this is my first uh, egg white cocktail, and I'm very excited to decorate it. You said just take a knife you have? Well, so I'll show you what I'm doing. So I put drops of bitters on the top. It sits on top of that egg foam. Looks like drops. You take something small and thin, like a toothpick. I'm using a knife edge. Um, I'm going to grab my iPad here. I'm going to make this easy for you guys to see. I mean, the Angostura, the orange ones just kind of blend in. This is going to get tricky. This is what whiskey does to me halfway through a show. Sounds about right. All right, so this is where we're at right now, right? You guys can see? Yeah, that's beautiful looking. It looks like a die, but broken. Okay, so... There you go. There you go. So, Matt, can you do this uh, a million times a night at Emma's? What? <laughs> can you imagine a uh, an egg white Emma's drink? Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> Tom and Jerry's? What? They don't count. We have the right clientele to sue somebody if they get sick. <laughs> so yeah there's there's that so like this is something that i like anytime i add egg white i always put bitters um i can do it like that i have little atomizers where i can like you know i have one that i do where it's like a gradient from like little half moons that change in like density but yeah so yeah enjoy i'm so excited to try this and what's First the name of right this here. Okay. 
That doesn't suck. Oh, that is fucking good. It tastes like tang and booze, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> I, li- I like your that... cold lemon or on the li- was it lemon or lime that we added in lemon. Though I oh, I added oh, lime. For him both. Well, actually both. Yeah, I added a bunch of shit. No, but yeah, no, the little bit of acid really like cuts some of that sweetness, and then the egg yep, whites that call. add that yeah, really nice good. creaminess. Yeah, I would say I could even up it more though, but like using tang and not knowing the strength you need to make it to like balance the juice was just like, well, let's let's, let's see just what try it. Yeah, well, that, that's really as you can cool. tell by all of us, none of us did the same thing. But we're all very but happy. At the end of the day, there's whiskey in it. I mean, my glass is just half foam, and I'm 100% okay with that. This is just basically meringue on top of my ice cream. Yeah, right? Um, Well, you know, we call this drink a a kick in the glass, you know? You know, I'm kind of bummed that Ben was able to be like, just put tang in something. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. (laughs) um, I mean, are we going to give Ben the credit for this drink? Uh, yes, no, we we're we're gonna give you the credit, but you did. But I'm gonna a, take it. You did attribute the name to him. No, you did. I attributed the idea to him. Oh, okay. I mean, really? Ben's ratchet drink. Justin, you are the Tesla to this drink, and Ben is the Edison. That sounds about right. <laughs> Actually, it does. Ben, how many elephants have you killed? <laughs> More than I can count on my fingers and toes. <laughs> you, you, you cut them all off already. You just got that band no <laughs> Oh, man. I don't understand why people are so afraid of egg mm. whites. They add such a great feel to the drink. Hey, I was in that boat. Like, I saw egg white in a drink. My initial thought was, what in the actual fuck is wrong with you? Um, but... Justin hasn't steered me wrong as far as food or cocktails go yet, and I figured, well, well, we, so we see what happens. I've been doing uh, like a meringue to put on top of uh, like my mold cider for like wassail, and that's amazing. But in an actual cocktail, it's so good and adds a completely different mouthfeel than what you can get from anything else. Well, the lovely thing about the egg white is it it's not just adding like the mouthfeel. If you think about like how like a nitro like nitro pressurization affects beer, right? It kind of rounds those flavors off a little bit. This is the same thing in a way. So it's going to take, you know, your hard citrus, which is already being like kind of rounded off by the shaking and the introduce of oxygen. Um, It's just going to kind of round off those rough edges. You know, your, your proof of your spirit, your sharpness of your sugar, it's going to make things a little bit drier as well. So, like, adding egg white, you know, it works really well. Um, I'm a big fan of it in most drinks. It's just, you know, know, know the time when you're ordering it if you're going to a bar. Oh, yeah, don't, don't do it during rush. Right. If they have one on the menu, cool. We're not going to be pissed. We'll be pissed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's on the menu... Like, well, I mean, we don't have a say no matter what you order. Um, every bartender I've ever met, myself included, has, like, every, like, menu they've worked off of in every bar, whether it be iterations at the same bar or, like, different bars, have that one drink they hate to fucking make. It's just how it works. Um, I've had ones that were, you know, 
whatever they may be. Oh, there's a cat finally. I moved the iPad, so he's like, oh, I can come up here now. Um, there's ones that have like pomegranate seeds for garnishes and like specialized ice cubes, and it's cool, but it's like, well, this is this is a lot. Um, and it just seems to be a lot of movement. Like most bars, like you look at how we do things today, most of these were simple drinks where, you know, everything will be in a separate bottle. You start playing with like certain blends of spirits and like bitters, people are starting to batch things. So put them in, in full bottles and make liters of them at a time. You know, instead of touching seven bottles to make one drink, I touch three. It's just a way to speed the process up, you know, keep the guest happy, also make our jobs easier. Um, and you know, well, you it's, find- it's always walking that line, right? Uh, as a mixologist, you have to figure out how do you make the best cocktail, but also make the most cocktails. And I, uh, I, I will say, and this is nothing to you, obviously, I hate the term mixologist. Um, it comes with a really pretentious setup to it. Um, the best way I've ever heard it put is that mixologists, they take care of drinks. Bartenders take care of people. I am absolutely a bartender. I just haven't have a really healthy obsession <laughs> with uh, what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, but and it's, it, but uh, it's, you, you look, you look at a, and this is, but like, so you, so you look at a dive bartender like Matt, uh, and this is, I'm not trying to do any digs or anything, but Matt, uh, at Emma's, you are like, you're mostly doing, you're pouring beers and doing, uh, like just single mix cocktails, right? It's about the people. It really is. Yeah, like no, but it's said, all people. Mixer, yeah, it's all just bartender, everything. They do different things. Um, and then you go into the cities, and it's like everybody's making all these fancy cocktails, and it's like people it can are, be much more catered depending on where you go. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, as the customer that knows little to absolutely nothing about the bartending world, I mean, I work at a brewery, but I don't consider myself industry by any stretch of the imagination, but I do like to go in and bullshit with people. And I think, you know, like you were saying, Justin, a bartender about the people and I enjoy it. I go to the bar and it's slow and I can shoot the shit with them and just kind of poke their brain about what they do, why they do it. I have a good time doing that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such a different thing. I mean, I think, like, in, in any, like, I'm in a metro. I'm in a, a major city. For me, like, going to places, like, I've gotten to know my, like, neighborhood bars or on, like, where I work from, like, going out after work to have beers or whatever it may be. And people are, people are good to each other, you know? They're, they're good to industry, you know? Industry takes care of industry. But the issue you run into is you start going to these places and they don't give a fuck about anybody they're serving because they're going to have so many of them. And that's fine. Like, cool. Yeah, you don't terrible. give a fuck. I hate those bars. So, like, you want to you want to be a dick, be a dick. It's fine, but also know that like, you're that's also a place where like the clientele, the guests aren't looking for that engagement. My entire thing is like, Gordon and I have joked about this before, and been a little bit with us as well. Like, if I opened a bar, I would want to make the shit that I'm making like like stuff like this. Maybe not tang, but. Um, <laughs> Hell, maybe definitely tang. the tang. <laughs> that that would that would fucking sell, and we know it would. Especially in uh, Northeast. 
But there's a bar right now called Meteor. It opened up in, in Minneapolis. They basically took like the neighborhood bar, not dive bar necessarily. It's not like Grumpy's or something like that. But it's that neighborhood bar feel and just put really good drinks out of it in an environment where you didn't have to feel like you're being stiff or stuffy or like, you know, like that. And it's the same thing with like wine. Like you don't have to be a fucking pretentious asshole about it the whole time. But that's what I want. I want to work in a place where my, my guests feel welcome. I get to know my regulars, stuff like that. And I think that's important as far as drink building too, because you make it approachable. At the end of the day, like the fact that the five, you know, five of us sat down and made these drinks and you guys had different limitations to what you could do and, you know, still follow the directions of what needed to be done. And we adapted. That's literally what a day in my job looks like. And Matt can attest to that. Um, it's just kind of how it works, but it's, uh, it's a whole different ball game, especially right now with the whole COVID. I'm happy I saved some for later. <laughs> so we we under diluted that so that as it sits and melts a little bit, it'll get better. It it has it really has. Casey, you uh, you all right there, bud? Uh yeah no uh. Just, <laughs> I, I... <laughs> He's just over here just. <laughs> so I'm trying to pay attention to the chat. I'm trying to send like shit to Gordon that I'm hoping he's paying attention to. Uh, and then yep. <laughs> trying to fill my producer role. <laughs> I have a lot of hats to wear right now, and I want to uh, be on uh, a, off yeah. the air. Um, <laughs> if there's any clothing, closing thoughts excuse me, uh, from any of you guys about making the cocktails. So, uh, I mean, I guess well, I, no, I, I... Well, I just want to say... I said, are, do you guys have any closing thoughts about the yeah, cocktails? I, well, I, I, have, I have one final question, if that's okay. Yeah. No. All right. All right. I mean, I'll, I will stop. That's fine. No. Uh, so when when you're when you're making a cocktail at home in quarantine like we are now, um, if you're looking for just like the shit that you have on the fridge or like in, in your in your home bar and then whatever you have in the fridge, like what's your what's your go-to ratio of spirit acid sweetness or do you have anything like that or um I'd say I mean I kind of follow that one two three route okay that we talked about earlier um if you're making something with like citrus especially um it depends um it depends on how how rich whatever your sweetness addition is you know there, there's always room to play and that's the beautiful thing about it is you can you can kind of make it your own way. Um, I am a big fan, and all of you have met me, so you know this, of a beer and a bump. Um, you really can't go wrong with a with, you know a cold beer and a shot of whiskey. But if you want something fancier, I mean, look into things that are more. I don't want to say adventurous, but like look at what you can make with around you. Like I discussed earlier, I mean, maybe we were on there for that point. I made a Dr. Pepper simple syrup to make an old fashioned. All I did was take two cans of Dr. Pepper and cook them down, add sugar at the end, just to like fortify it, make it a little bit more rich. So I didn't have to use as much. It tasted amazing. It tasted like there was Dr. Pepper in it, but not like I mixed it with the whiskey. It just depends on what you want to do. But if you're going to go like the ratio of it, always err on the side of less for sweet. Initially, you can always add more. Same thing with citrus. 
as far as spirit goes, I haven't found too much. <laughs> yeah, that drink the whole bottle, man. All right, Gordon, you want to sail us out? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just want to say, Justin, thanks for doing this. I mean, you kind of, at least for me, have taken the, um, intimidation, or for a lack of a better word, out of making a cocktail. You know, you, you can go on YouTube, like we mentioned earlier, and see a thousand different videos on these guys, or TikTok. I know we've discussed a couple different people on there. and if you Follow that monkey glass. and those lesbians. <clears throat> They're delightful. <laughs> Got to smoke every glass and make sure you use that Menards pine tr- green treat pine to get that extra flavor in there. But it, it, it when you break down like you did tonight with you know here's four Yahoos that don't know what well three Yahoos and one guy that also bartends uh, makes it a little bit easier to do. So hopefully I did the same thing for the folks listening at home. And I just want to say as soon as I find my notes here, uh, thank you again, Justin, for taking the time to teach us, and thank you all. All of you listeners that have tuned in live and jumped in the chat with us, and thank you for listening. You can find this episode and all others on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, CastBox, and iHeartRadio. You can also f- watch the live recordings and join our conversations by going to twitch.tv slash rules of arena. And this show is supported by listeners like you. If you could do me a huge favor, head over to iTunes or Apple podcast and leave a five-star review or wherever you find your favorite podcast. It really helps out myself and the show. And if you have any comments, questions, or show ideas, I want to hear from you. You can now email me at Gordon at blindninjastudios.com. That's G-O-R-D-O-N at blindninjastudios.com. And you can also get in touch with the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, Vero, all under Rules in the Arena podcast. If you'd like to support the show directly, you can go over to patreon.com uh, slash rules of the arena. It's just a little tip jar I have set up, and all I ask is a show. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, fellas. <laughs>